Hey friends, it's Jace. Oh yes, it's Char. And you're tuned in to Kiss and Tell Radio. Welcome to another episode of Kiss and Tell Radio. What's up? Yes, it is. You know, today has been quite the day. But uh, when hasn't it been quite the day? I feel like I open every show with saying today has been quite the day. Literally. You know, well, I need to get out of Los Angeles. I I wasn't supposed to be here right now. I was mm-hmm. actually supposed to be in Chicago, but I had to reschedule my trip because my girlfriends from Texas hit me up. You know how it is when people are like, hey, Jace, I'll be in L.A. in six months. And you're like, yeah, OK. Mm-hmm. And then they, they text you like the week before, like, see you next weekend. Can't wait to see you. That is what happened to me. And yeah. I felt incredibly guilty because I have not seen these girls since one of them. Shout out to Tempest. She she got married two years ago, and that's the last time I was in Texas. On your birthday, right? Yes. Okay. That's the last time I was in Texas. So that is what I'll be doing instead of being in Chicago. And now that's indefinitely, well, not indefinitely, it's pushed back to September. And I'm just, I'm burnt out. You know, hot boy summer or hot girl summer or just hot everyone summer. Well, I'm not is, burnt out from that. I am. Jace I'm just is burnt out burnt in general. Out. It's a Wednesday. It's one of the hottest days of the summer. Adult ass autumn used to come up in my body and <laughs> so I could like relax. I'm mm-hmm. fine with my hot girl summer. You I got three there. numbers last weekend. Oh. Oh yes. Did mind you your, but did you use them? Mind your business. I have not. Mm-hmm. I Well one of them kind of sort of. Oh. But anywho um, we'll get into the weekend update after I introduce our very special guest. This week we have Trace Lissette. She is an actress who's best known for her reoccurring role as Shay on all five seasons of Amazon's Transparent. She will be seen next in Terrell Alvin McCraney's David Makes Man, which is on OWN, and is set to star in the independent features Venus as a Boy, opposite Octavia Colpo, and Colors of Ava as the lead work. Oh. She will also appear alongside Jennifer Lopez, <laughs> Belcalis Almanzar, which is Cardi B, and Constance Wu, just to name a few, this upcoming fall in a few weeks. In the feature film Hustlers, she has and continues to be a voice for the trans and marginalized folks in Hollywood and beyond. Please welcome to the show, Trace Lissette. Ow. What up, Trace? Hi, what's going on? I can't on? hear Trace. You can't hear Trace? You no. Can't hear me. I can hear her. You can hear her? I can hear her. I can't. Well, welcome to the show regardless. Can you read my lips? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I just can't hear you in my headset. But welcome to the show, Trace. Now, listen. We have been trying to. Well, I'm going to say I have because I've I've been knowing Trace for the past few years. (laughs) And I've asked her maybe twice prior to come on the show. And she was very, very adamant on I'm going (laughs) to come when I have something to promote. Right. And now, not only do you have one thing to promote, you have like three. Like you're on three different what have yous. And they're yeah. all coming out within the next. Well, David Makes Man aired on Wednesday, which everyone knows that we are recording yes. on a Wednesday, but people will hear this on Friday. So the second episode of David Makes Man, if you have not seen it yet, it's probably on your on demand. And then we got Hustlers and Transparent coming out next month yes. in a matter of weeks but we'll talk about that later on in the show okay. but just okay. just welcome how are you thank you girl i'm hey, good girl. i'm feeling this 88 degree set today i mm-hmm. got my 91 short shorts on and my jordans and my little tube top and banji how do you keep your shoes so clean summer uh like are they new or these are, these, these are relatively new yeah okay yeah 
I wish I was a sneaker girl. I'm a I'm, sneaker girl. I'm a sneaker freak. I'm very uh, sandal, toms, yeah. and heels. Oh. Those are literally like. <laughs> tom. <laughs> yes. I love a tom. Um, I'm not big on sneakers. I wish I were, though. Uh, you know, as yeah. a Chicagoan, I remember the, the craze over, like, the, the Jordans and stuff, or the Jays, as the girls call them. But yeah. I was I was never that girl. No. Mm-mm. I'm a Brooklyn girl. I know. And it, and it fits your so aesthetic. Thank you. It's good. Yeah. It's good. Well, are we ready to... Well, before we jump into the... Weekend. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, let's, let's talk about our weekends. Jace, what did you do? Um, well... The end of Hot Boy Summer, or at least mine, was Melanie's birthday party. So Melanie was on the show um, <laughs> last year. Great episode. Great episode. It was called... Uh, don't don't, I don't remember titles. It was something about the <laughs> cor- cornbread and collard greens. I do not remember. Rice and cabbage. Was that rice and cabbage? Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. that one. Um, but she shared her story. And so she is full circle living her life. She had this great red gown on. And she had an open bar. Prosecco all around. Wow. Charcuterie. Um, it was great, and it was a really good the time. The cake was really I good. I love charcuterie. Mm-hmm. I like saying it too. Mm-hmm. Me too. Me too. It's I'm not a fan me. of the fruit. Like I, I can just eat the meat and cheeses. Really, mm-hmm. I like the fig jam with the cheese mm-hmm. on the crackers. Yeah. Uh, that like an olive spread too. Yeah. Ooh. Well, jam would be different yeah. than the actual fig. Don't give me the actual fig. <laughs> I don't. Mm. I would like to look at the actual fig next to because it feels like charcuterie. Some, yeah, next to some honeycomb. Mm-hmm. Well, see, that's the yes. difference between a charcuterie board. And a Hormel meat and cheese tray. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. That is I the need difference. The full at Ralph's. So after Melanie's, because I was at Melanie's party, mm-hmm. I saw both of you all this weekend. I was at Melanie's party, That's and right. then we decided to go to Trunks. And I have photos in my phone, group photos that I refuse to post or send out because mm. we look insane. Trashed. Um, I was trash. Yes. Yes, you were. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. I heard. Uh, even you though. Heard. Oh, you yes. Were there. I know, but I also heard. Oh, Lord. <laughs> um, and so. <laughs> oh, yes. I've heard some things about you that night what? in the club. Wait, what is this bell? The bell, <laughs> the, the bell is like the honorary <laughs> co host. That's like my punctuation. Oh, okay. Or if cute. I feel like you, you did that, Trace. You, oh, you okay. said it's that. Cute. That's that's yeah. That's, he it. hates it. I. It's my thing. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. However, yes, Jace. We will. We will talk because we I have don't want to talk. We have my not hot really, boy summer's over. We have not really gotten a chance to speak uh, without being on air, and uh-huh. so I'm going to save uh-huh. what I have to say for you oh, no, no, when no, we no. wrap this I'm up. I'm done. Oh, I'm done. Hot boy summer's over. Adult ass autumn. I welcome you into my existence. Hallelujah. Well, anywho, I didn't get home till 4 a.m. I went to Kitchen 24 after Trunks, and I ate, I ordered hot wings, not the not the ones we had, th- that I had last time when right. we all ate. J- Jace, Trace, and I went out to Kitchen 24 like a, a week or two ago, and I got these wings. They were like the mango habanero ones, but they were trash. So when I went in my drunken state to the West Hollywood one on Friday morning, I got hot <laughs> wings, and I ate them. You would think that I was at home in a moo-moo. I was, I'm sure I was embarrassing myself in the company that I was with, but listen, it was Who one you of those. With? I went with James and Anthony. Oh, I figured that much. And we had a great time. Mm-hmm. Saturday night was Tracy Tom's birthday. That's where I ran into Trace as yes. Kelly Kapowski. I did. I brought it as Kelly Kapowski. Now, you were supposed to be Cher from... Um, yes, I looked around for a costume in a bag for Cher, but yeah. uh, I didn't have any luck, so... 
I threw on a scrunchie and some denim and called it Kelly. Listen, you you did it well. That's what too. it was. It right? was the Banshee Kelly. Yeah, Kapowski I I set. threw on. I didn't have anything mm. in my closet. I was uh, what what was her name? Uh, Prudence. Prudence. Prudence Blackwood from the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. And the theme was what Netflix. now? It was you dress up as like your favorite teenage character. So Got there were you. literally five Hillary <laughs> Banks is there. Like there were two Fresh Princes, five Hillarys. Three Carltons. It was a lot of fresh. Prints. I just saw yeah. Trace covered in blood on stage singing. You mean Tracy? Oh, Tracy. Tracy excuse yes, me. Yes. Um, she I was scary. I saw Tracy on, on Trace's Insta yeah. story, and I was like immediately alarmed because I, I didn't see any of the costumes yet. I'm like, what is going on? Like, and is see, this, like, mine, the devil's I do- sacrifice. I documented <laughs> a, a, a lot of them. A lot of them were cute. Gabrielle mm-hmm. Dennis was there, who uh, stars in a black lady st- sketch show. She oh, dressed yeah. as uh, like a background character from Moesha. So everybody mm-hmm. just kind of threw something on. Brisha Webb had a clueless t-shirt on. Really? Yes. My friend Kaylin was Rue from Euphoria, one of the easiest costumes. Oh, I liked hers. Yeah. So it was like that type thing because, you know, it's, it's right before Halloween. Can't be doing too much. <laughs> um, and then, Jace, you did some interesting things. Didn't you celebrate a birthday party with someone? I surely did. So the iconic living legend, Sir Lady Java, um, I actually met her last week through another mutual friend. So if you guys don't know who Sir Lady Java is, she was iconic in the late 60s and 70s and 80s, to be honest. Um, but her civil rights role was more in the late 60s. She was a dancer at uh, Red Fox's Club, a couple of other clubs here in Los Angeles. And she went to bat with the LAPD and won. Um, yes. and so, yeah, she was really out there marching and fighting. And she's even said in interviews that she wasn't really fighting for herself because, you know, she was pretty, so she could get away with a lot of things. But because of her friends who were drag queens and performers, um, she wanted to make sure that they had the right to dance and dress and perform with whatever they wanted to wear. And there were yes. laws back then in the 60s that you couldn't um, dress in women's yeah. clothing or women's clothing. This is pre-Stonewall. Yeah. You could get yeah. up for that. Mm. Yeah. She's a living legend. <laughs> yeah, she truly so. is. And she's hilarious. Um, she invited me and she was with my friend and she's like, hey, bring him too. So mm. it was on a Tuesday at the party at 3 o'clock p.m. Uh-huh. Like any 80-something-year-old or 70-something-year-old's birthday party and uh-huh. there yeah. was champagne, there was plenty of food. Try my greens, baby. Try my chicken. It was very much oh, that. Did she tell you any problem? old stories? I'm getting Oh, yes, but I, w- I will never repeat what was said. There was performances. Oh, okay. It was it was like being in like with all your aunties and your grandmas mm-hmm. talking shit from back in the day. Yeah. Um, but it was a lot of names that were dropped. And I was just oh, like, I'm oh, sure. oh, oh, my gosh, oh, I'm, oh, I'm sure. salivating. Why, yeah. would you, why would you drop that nugget without tell giving you me the, 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 the sauce? The trans girls from generations ago, they have stories. stories. And they were letting it I'm, out. I'm gleeking over here. They I'm, have stories. I am and salivating. old Hollywood and all of that. Yeah, it was, yes. it was very much so well, old Hollywood. Whenever that one time that we were da-da-da-da-da, and I was uh-huh. like, ooh, and, and so and so came. We don't have that. Mm-hmm. We do not have um, very many elders within the trans community, and it's that's nice to see that she still has such a, mm-hmm. a community and support system yeah. around her, for especially for her birthday. Yeah. I think we need to celebrate her and people from her generation even more than we do yeah like someone needs to write do a write-up on her get out magazine in there next week that and do true. a whole mm-hmm. fucking because we know yeah. well, we, we talked about working yeah. together and stuff like that okay. because let's get her on kiss and tell that woman she could barely move well we, we can go to her, her up. we can go to her okay all she needs is a headset uh, all right well I, I will try i'm to work salivating <laughs> i'll see what she had to say because she will definitely dish some 
and speaking of birthdays, I celebrated my last birthday for the season until uh, Libra season. Virgo, oh, I love other you. People. I'm Don't like, call. What do you mean? Your Literally last birthday? a birthday: Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I am burnt out. I'm mm. exhausted. I had a blast. Shout out! Shout out to everybody. I had fun, but I'm done. I'm I'm just I'm burnt out. And I also want to clear something up before we move on. I cleared it up on Twitter, but regarding last week's show, for one, I love a Nicki Minaj feature. That's all I'm going to say. For two, we were having a very nuanced discussion, and that is why I, I omitted intentionally um, my attraction for pansexual and bisexual men. It was specifically around cisgender heterosexual men. But we can move on. Are we ready to do the TV roundup and the, <laughs> and the bulletin board? Yeah, I don't remember last week. I mean, I Last week was with Denver. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know that, well, but the, I'm trying to think about the context of what you're The people uh, who listened, they know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, uh, like um, Korea Bay, Batty? I just found out who that was and mm -hmm. what that was. I don't know what that is. Girl, we have to tell you, you off air. You don't need to know. Okay. Child. Okay, let's uh, move on. All right. So last night, Tuesday night, was the uh, season two finale of pose um overall i liked it i did too oh um yes. i have to catch up yeah it was yes. it was it was a good show i'm happy how they kind of i was actually shocked that ricky and pretel were still together um mm. but i was shocked that mrs ford was still willing to meet with angel after you know because that, that was so unrealistic to me um after angel was like outed her? by the butch queen i know but that's not how things worked typically like mm. you put money and you jeopardize my re uh, reputation you know what i'm saying um but i did like you know i was scared within the first 15 minutes you know i thought you oh know, and i thought blanca was oh, blanca, excuse me yeah i thought she, uh, pff, i didn't know but overall as a finale goes i felt like it had a nice little cute bow on it i'm excited for the next generation the new kids since everyone has moved out mm -hmm. um and has their own lives and yeah good job pose amen Ashe. and and before we move on jace's panel i thought it would be uploaded on the billboard channel because i was looking for it but it turns out that the the hollywood reporter channel uploaded the full mm -hmm. panel discussion you did for billboard pride oh, and i watched it and i thought it was great did you did you rewatch it yourself um i have not and i'm not sure that i am you had a jumpy face at one point but you didn't did know the camera, camera was on <laughs> you it was when delon first started talking you were like <laughs> i'm jumpy sure and you were like right. blinking a lot mm -hmm. yeah it was like he was like aww <laughs> Why would they put that in there, <laughs> assholes? Well, Delon, the, the the angle that they got it from, he was mm. speaking. So, mm -hmm. I thought that it was great, and Thank I you, thought Char. I thought that it was important to because you know I mentioned to you behind closed doors that I had seen some criticism floating down my timeline that people were retweeting. You know, it sounded like they were like people were mad, but they didn't provide a reason as to why they were mad. And I feel like uh, some of the write-ups that were done about the panel were they focused on the colorism question that you asked, which mm -hmm. then led people to think that there was a post panel about colorism that didn't include Dominique and Angelica but that was mm. not the case that was one of six topics I think we talked about that for about 10 minutes but I think that was the most nuanced conversation especially for the very white audience yes. that was there yes um, so they know about you know diversity and inclusion and stuff like that but I think hearing colorism coming from a panel of black and brown people was new for them and yeah. then our experiences within that community as well so I think that was like the thing that got picked up 
Yes, um, but, but I we think talked about a bunch of stuff. I think it's interesting to note that that was literally just one question. Mm-hmm. It we was talked not HIV. We yes, talked all representation. All mm-hmm. When did you first see yourself? So yeah, shout out to them. Um, yeah, looking forward to season three. Now let's move on to these damn chicken wars. Now oh I know that you God. have a Popeye story. I have a Popeye story. We have not talked to each other about it. Trace, have you even attempted to to try the the sandwich? Do you know about the sandwich? The Popeye's chicken sandwich? Mm-hmm. Yes, girl. I don't know about it. What? I well, don't. I love Popeye's, but I haven't had it in years. <laughs> uh, I mean, I can tell by like looking at you, you're, you're very right. snatched. <laughs> um, but I do love Popeye's. So just a quick little, you know, whatever. Twitter, in particular, Pockets of Black Twitter, you know <laughs> how they say it, one snowflake can cause an avalanche? That is what has happened with this because okay. all of the... Um, fast food juggernauts kind of got into a war online on Monday. It was uh, Popeye's versus Chick-fil-A. That's where it started. Oh, then Bojangles weighed in. Then <laughs> Wendy's weighed in. You know, everybody's got their snarky comebacks and stuff. Bojangles. And so Bojangles is regional. Mm. Um, and so where? overall, like Southeast, Tennessee, oh. Atlanta, mm-hmm. Florida. Um, flyover states. And so those are not flyover. <laughs> flyover states I, would be Dubuque. I said what I said. Flyover states would be Dubuque. <laughs> Dubuque, <laughs> Iowa, and, and, you know, New Hampshire. I mean, not New Hampshire. Um, what's the. I can't even think about it. South Dakota, North Dakota, that's a flyover state. Utah. Shout out to the Deep South. Any whom, yeah, you will not insult the Deep South talking about flyover states. But anyway, um, so. The sandwich has caused an uproar. Like people, <laughs> it is, people are losing their damn minds over this new Popeye sandwich. You can get it in mild or you can get it in spicy. Uh, and apparently the bun works well with like the chicken crispy. It's juicy. Brioche. You, you got some, you got some pickles. It like, so all in all. So it came to play. Oh, it did, but I don't think they anticipated it, it coming to play that ha- as hard as it did. Okay. Because it has caused havoc literal havoc i went to popeyes this morning because my big thing was people have been asking me yeah people have been asking me well afternoon but people have been asking me char have you tried the sandwich what do you think everybody knows that i carry hot sauce i love hot food right and i love chicken and so i'm like let me go try this sandwich i've been holding off because i gained a pound i gained five pounds from those birthday parties you Uh know and i'm like maybe i'm not meant to be a lean mean fighting machine right but i go this morning i get there around it was just turning noon because i was like i'm gonna have the sandwich i'm gonna sit here have the sandwich review my stories and then head to do kiss and tell i stepped in my local popeyes mm-hmm. which is up the street it's like 0.2 miles away from me or maybe two miles away from me anyway i step in there there's a small line because some people had been like i saw tamar braxton go through the drive through of hers and people were in distress uh-huh. i saw some people saying that they, like it looked like six flags the line in dc you would think maybe beyonce's in there handing out the sandwiches like it was wrapped around the corner like outside got it all for a six dollar chicken sandwich mm-hmm. so i go in i'm waiting in line it's i'm $6? like dollars mm-hmm. oh I'm waiting in line. Well, for the meal, for the combo. Okay. I think just the regular sandwich is maybe three or four. Um, but I'm waiting in line. Everything's good until, like, there's maybe, like, maybe 12 people in front of me. Out of nowhere, cashier goes, we out of chicken sandwiches. <gasps> I glance down at my phone. It is 12.13 in the afternoon, meaning that this Popeye's location didn't even last to the beginning of the lunch rush. Mm-hmm. 12.13, a lot of people aren't eating lunch around 12.13. Mm-hmm. People are going around 2, right. 1.30, 
three, sometimes even four. But at 12, 13, you're not having your lunch. You're just getting the workday started, especially if you, you get off at 5 or 6 or 7 p.m. So that was my story. I was pissed. I, so I was looking forward to trying had- it chicken sandwiches for breakfast a lot of people did Mm -hmm. and i was teasing myself because i was like 11's too early to head to popeyes i don't even know if they're open 11's too early but apparently 11 a.m was the time for me to go today and experience (laughs) this spicy chicken sandwich you still have not had it i still as of now well by the time the folk hear this i don't know if i would have had it because it this will drop friday morning but as of wednesday afternoon i have not had that damn sandwich Mm. yeah i actually tweeted i was gonna do a review on this episode and my popeyes was a wreck. Like I walked in there, it was like a zoo. Yeah. And it was oh, just like people running around. Yeah. I didn't. I was going to be in the drive-through. My drive-through was not done. It was closed. Okay. And the whole entire inside of the establishment was just people in lines, and I was just like people sitting down. People like it was just a mess. Yeah, I, was I saw like, people uh, eating them. And I was there for about ten minutes before I gave up and left. Mm. See, I wasn't I even. I don't like lines. Yeah, yeah I didn't either. move. Uh, yeah, I love chicken too. I feel I feel guilty. In the past few years, I've felt guilty about the amount of meat I consume. So, and please don't oh. turn that into a dirty joke. <laughs> I <laughs> think you were gonna give me that look, girl. I hate you. No, I love the but bell. um, but I have not been able to give up chicken, and um, I will have to try it. It sounds like we're all three if of us are just one. gonna have to wait until the hype dies down. Maybe sometime next week or within the next two weeks mm-hmm. to try this because people are I'm, I'm a little envious people are on Twitter they're like yeah you know I said I wasn't going to go back and get that sandwich and this is my second or third one today mm-hmm. and I don't even have today? access to one. oh yeah some people are full on pre-diabetic right. um, <laughs> you can't eat like you're 14 anymore sis um, but yeah so I was very frustrated by that because I just knew like my line wasn't long I wasn't even Jace was in there for 10 minutes I wasn't even there that long I, um, did, I didn't move at all and I was like when she said that, I was pissed. I was pissed. It was 12, 13 p.m. Yeah, on a Wednesday. And y'all out of chicken sandwiches. So what did Wendy's and... I don't know why I oh, care, every, but what did Wendy's everybody, and everybody say? They were just clapping back and, you know, yeah. being no, Papa shady. Was clapping back. You know, Chick-fil-A has a great chicken sandwich, too, but I don't either... I try not to eat there because of mm, because their of the hate and the conversion yes, therapy. Exactly. Yeah. Like I just can't. Support I like. I like. I. I too that. enjoy their sandwich, yeah. but people are saying that Popeyes trumps Popeyes spicy really? chicken sandwich trumps. I hate using that word, but trumps the Chick Fil A one. Yes, that's why Chick Fil A. That's what started the social yeah. media war because they were oh, so wow. shook. Mm-hmm. Because people are like, "Whoa, wow. th- this is a problem." <clears throat> Because it's hard. I stopped eating Chick-fil-A, and it's hard for me because it's so good. Well, Popeye's, I think they fry their pa- <laughs> their uh, they fry their fillet a little harder, and it's a little better seasoned. Mm. That may be it. But let's move on. So the Amazon is on fire. Did you all hear about this? <laughs> no. Yes, you can apparently see the smoke from space. Oh fuck! This is the rainforest, which seems unusual because the rainforest is known for its humid temperatures and to always be raining. So I don't understand where the fire is coming from. Now, this morning, I did see a clip from a local woman that said that I guess they're like, there are people that are like intentionally setting it on fire because they're mad because they want the land. Kind of like gentrification or Mm. queen sugar type thing. Um, I haven't done enough research on that to know whether or not. (laughs) <laughs> Queen Sugar. Jace, why are you falling out? <laughs> what is funny? <laughs> what? Trace is like fuck. <laughs> no, because I. No, sorry. 
that was genuine i don't i know it was genuine but it was just <laughs> the timing and then the queen sugar comment oh well that's what's been happening in this season of queen sugar oh, they got yeah, their I sugar mill <laughs> burned down that's why i made the reference but uh that's, yeah that's, so that's very sad and it makes me angry because the rainforest we have to like really cherish and protect that but I, that's what i was wondering like the rainforest is is we depend on it uh, you know for in the oxygen. world yeah. but for it to be constantly humid humid there mm-hmm. and raining how does something like that catch fire but i guess the fires are man-made much like the brush fires in california um Yikes. raquel bailey i don't know if you all heard about this but raquel bailey is an actress who <coughs> Made a billboard in Atlanta. She took out like $2,000 and created a billboard in Atlanta asking Tyler Perry for a job. After she did this, Tyler Perry went on an Instagram rant, you know, against her, basically saying, people, don't do this. Invest your money in acting classes. This is not going to get you a job. Well, it was just Ooh. announced. Oh, yes. Wow. It was like you a full-on two-paragraph type thing. You know what that speaks to, though, is people wanting that kind of overnight discover me kind of success and a lot of people don't know what it means to invest in yourself um hone your craft and beat the pavement Mm -hmm. go on auditions take the rejection and build over time because i think that there's been certain examples in the past few years of people getting it overnight being discovered here or there or plucked from obscurity without having you know, really done a lot of the work that most actors have to do before before they get any kind of traction in this business. And a lot of times you get a small break before you get your big, big break. But some of these girls don't know that, to be, to be yeah. quite honest with you, because a lot of them have been fast-tracked. And so in this day and age of social media and, you know, people getting discovered online and, and all that jazz, I think that someone taking out a billboard speaks to them wanting it that that quick well do you also think way. that it goes against uh a lot of the things like what you said was valid but i find that um a lot of times it seems like protocol is thrown out of the window for these things because a lot of people who have been beating the pavement uh for example and, and doing the acting classes and in local theaters are being mm-hmm. overlooked for like instagram comedian type Abs- things or absolutely or influencers so it seems like there's no in 2019, at least, no rhyme or reason to people booking things. It's just a matter of exposure. So maybe yes. she thought the billboard... Well, it turns out maybe she's talented. Well, I guess we'll we'll see. Her name is no, Raquel Bailey. Well, yeah, those two things don't quite... I mean, one can still be without the other. Like, she, she could very well be talented. But, mm-hmm. but there's also a bunch of other talented people who have been putting in the work and going on the auditions and been in class and You're all right. of this who are taking the the longer road so to speak and uh, you know i look however you get there is how you get there but yeah i just think that someone taking out a billboard going to that length 2k says something about the times and yeah. you're right exposure sometimes will you know once yeah. in a while it will get you that fast track to success but at the same time i think there's something to be said for not being a microwave bitch yeah, absolutely. Well, the show she got casted for is for Sisters. That's the name oh, of it. Oh, she did get casted. Yeah, yeah, she did. He ended up cast. So he 
chewed her out. This all happened this year. So he made his post. This was back like in the spring or top of the year where he was like, do not do this. This is going to deter me from entertaining, you know, you or whatever. And Mm -hmm. it just was released that she was cast in something. So that's why I'm like. One of his shows? Yes. He's working on a show. You know, BET has a, um, what is it? Like a streaming app that they're developing. Mm -hmm. And he's doing exclusive content there. And he has a new show named Sisters, which revolves around a group of black women from different walks of life who bond over one common thread. They're all single. So it's right up his alley. Uh Um, And so, yeah, she's she got casted in that. Well, it's interesting that he spoke out against it and then casted her later on. That's interesting. But that's what made me think maybe her her maybe she can act really well. Mm. Oh, she probably can if she got the job. But but at the same time, I still would caution people in putting their money into putting (laughs) putting up a billboard ad or thinking that you can, you know, book a job just on exposure alone but sometimes yeah. obviously sometimes it works it does uh, but uh, you know in the long game she's just one of many examples actually yes, of it working she is she is but in the long game do you have um the wherewithal and the seasoning and the craft mm-hmm. down packed to withstand you know the Popeye's keep, chicken sandwich to keep all. going in this business because um, I don't know. I'm old school, so yeah, I definitely have my own opinion on on how people get it and and all that. Now, the VMAs is something a program that I have not watched in years, but I may have to check it out this year. I was tempted when it was announced last week that Missy Elliott will be awarded with the uh, Video Vanguard mm-hmm. Award. Finally. Uh, finally, 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 I have. So much respect for Missy. She was like my icon in high school. One of a couple, her and Sade and Aaliyah. But that's an interesting loved, mix. Yeah, I loved Missy so much that I, when um, Can't Stand the Rain came out, uh huh, I went to the hair salon and got. Oh, I know you lying. <laughs> finger waves. <laughs> you had finger waves. No, you lying. To school with my French tip nails and my finger waves and my <laughs> Nautica so bubble bangy. coat. Oh, you are, my, you are banned. And my now. Fubu jeans and my Tim's. Fubu. <laughs> well, if Missy is not reason enough for you to tune in, check out this lineup, which rivals BET. Lizzo oh. will be performing. And that flute. Love Lizzo. Her will be performing. Mm-hmm. Big Sean will be performing. Normani will be performing. That's just to name a few. And they have Meg the Stallion, too. Megan the Stallion's performing, but she's only doing the pre-show. I love Meg the Stallion. Me, too. I kind of wish, and this is no shade, because I love Lizzo as well, but I feel like they need to swap places for this. I feel like I'd rather see Lizzo at the pre-show and Meg on the main stage. Mm. Only because Lizzo did the BET main stage. Not to say that you can't do both, Mm. but, you know, under the Viacom umbrella in today's, you know, what have you, it just makes sense to me for... I love them both. Me, too. Mm -hmm. Me, too. Um, so I'm going to wrap this up. I had a few more stories to get to, but I think I'm going to let this be my final one. Um, just really quickly, there are a few beats. I'm not going to even say the officer's name, but the officer that was responsible for Eric Garner's death is finally fired after five years and he was still earning a salary. I think it's interesting that he will not be in jail. He's not going to jail. He's just fired. And that came from pressure. I think specifically from the democratic, uh, debates Mm. that happened last, Mm -hmm. uh, month. Because the Blasio got red. I mean, he needed to. Yeah. It's been five years, and this man put Eric Garner in, in a legal chokehold and was still able to keep his job. Um, oh, I got to do the New Jersey woman. Okay, sorry, guys. I'm cutting out stories as I'm <laughs> reading. So uh, there's a nasty-ass 
underwear study that came out that I have to read to you all. Underwear. Oh. Yes. It what's, is, what's that? It's quite. Ooh. What's underwear? Oh, ooh. No, okay. oh so wow. Tommy John. I know it's hot, but goddamn. Okay. You want to chafe? <laughs> Tommy John is an, is an underwear brand. They polled 2000 people. Okay. And it was revealed that 45% of respondents have ignored their mother's warning about always having a fresh pair. Oh. What's more, a full 13% cop to wearing the same panties and or drawers for a week or more. What? 13% of people. Um, perhaps unsurprisingly, it's men who are do- donning the dirty drawers. Tommy John's uh, survey found that men are 2.5 times more likely than women to keep the same pair of underwear on for a week. What? Yikes. And what part of the country is this? I don't know. It's just two. Th- it's, it, it's a company. I guess if like if Calvin Klein yeah. pulled 2,000 people. Um, huh. Yeah. Thought this was kind of gross. I assume that these people are not sexually active. <laughs> I would assume. Like there's no way my partner is going to. I mean, honestly. Yeah. I just, in my mind, there's no way that my man going to be <laughs> in the same draws for for over a week that's just so weird because like for me like i, I know some of y'all out there got kinks i'm not kink shaming i see i, I see what y'all be tweeting right it's so, like i don't do laundry i sorry i do laundry but i hate to do it and so like, i typically do laundry when i get to my ugly draws you know what i mean so like yeah. that's oh, like, that's like a sign to yeah. like wash your clothes yeah so like when you get to the point where like your draws are like the ill-fitting ones from like five years ago right then it's just like all right time to do another load some people that's all of their underwear though uh, some people don't go underwear shopping clearly uh, um marshall's, marshall's is good for that that's good for underwear shopping you don't have to feel guilty but you can buy the good shit yeah yeah that's yeah. calvin klein uh-huh mm-hmm I'm not going to, because it's a brand that I don't even deal with anymore, but that's where most of my underwear came from. Um, The final story of today, I'm sure everybody's heard about Miss Tasia Russell, the 29-year-old New Jersey woman who bought gas station lighter fluid, a lighter, and went to a man's house and set it on fire. (coughs) Now, what happened was, I guess they had an appointment set up for a little booty call. It's 4.30 a.m., she gets there. I guess sis was, you know, she might have showered, shaved, fleeted. I don't know, exfoliated. Well, that's where she fucked up. She went to him. She was on a dick track. Ooh. She should have made him come get the pussy. Don't go to get the dick, ladies. Make the dick come to you. That's a hashtag. Oh. I mean, but in all honesty, that also makes sense. I've driven to go. Uh, I've, I've ventured to go, but no one's ever fallen asleep on me. Ever. Well, that's the risk you run when you go get it ever I, now with I, texting no, you, if it's just have. dick make them come to you and they should stop at the corner store and get you some paper towels or something some paper milk towels some, <laughs> some, don't come to my house empty-handed if you're just coming to sling some dick what about I'm sorry a, i mean what, yeah what we need our reparations bottle? no we need our reparations. A bottle paper towels something. some snacks you bring a movie yes. something bring don't come at me empty-handed just to sling some dick yeah amen <laughs> I like that. I mean, trans women deserve reparations, really. That's right. Honestly, you can give me, you can give me a little roll of bounty. You know, you could do that. So yeah, that's what happened to her, and you know, she she's in custody. So oh lord, she has charges of uh, arson and attempted murder. I guess that's what they're. <laughs> she was, she's oh, being wow. held. She's being held without bail. So I hope it was oh, worth it, sis. I couldn't, couldn't imagine being she, that know, angry. In her defense, I'm sure she's tired of all the shenanigans. <laughs> Something tells me this isn't the first time he's done this. 
Yeah. Well, like, someone's done that to her. They don't specify that if he was a new guy or not. So, you know, and then some men be lying. Yeah, sure, you went to sleep. How do I know that another girl ain't it? Like, you never know what was running through her mind. Did you say the distance that she traveled? No. Do you <laughs> know how long she traveled? Mm-mm. Well, the article doesn't state that. So that, that, that plays a role, too. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. Well, clearly this wasn't around the corner. Right. I imagine this. Maybe sis had, this is in New Jersey. Maybe she had to pay a toll. <laughs> There's always know? tolls, in, especially Newark. Jesus. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. So she came out her pocket for the dick. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't shake your purse, ladies. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> On that note, when we're back, it'll be time for the LGBT corner. <laughs> and now it's time for the LGBT corner. So, the LGBT corner this week, um, there are a group of people, individually, not collectively, but a a group of LGBTQ content creators suing YouTube for discrimination. So, after years of complaints that YouTube is unfairly censoring LGBTQ content from its platform, a group of creators has filed a lawsuit against uh, YouTube and its parent company, Google. Five LGBTQ channels have joined together for the suit, which alleges that YouTube has discriminated against them by hiding their videos, removing subscribers, and denying advertising. They say the platform unfairly targets any video tagged with words like gay, transgender, or bisexual, even when the videos have no mature content. So mm-hmm. this, the BuzzFeed article does not really go into detail with everybody who is because it's five people five channels that are coming together to to do this but this is not the first time i've heard about this with youtube especially Mm -hmm. when it comes to content debates about like white nationalists having platforms and people just clicking flag and report and report and youtube doing nothing about it Mm. and then if you make a video like my trans journey and it's not like a photo slideshow and you're actually talking about things that you might have been through this is just an example and then all of a sudden you're flagged or your video is demonetized Mm. or you don't get advertisers so i wonder how this is going to play out Mm. something tells me they're going to settle yeah i don't think this is going to go all the way we've definitely talked about this before i may have been like over a year ago um, that we had this as an LGBT corner or just a discussion topic. So I'm happy that they're pushing forward with the censorship. People accountable. Yeah. Yeah. And I believe that there's a something like you couldn't like search the right, like, uh, videos and something like that. Mm. Yeah. And I believe that I've seen a uh, cat black who has a, who's a black trans woman who has a, uh, a successful YouTube channel. I think I've seen her on my timeline pipe up about some things like this before. So, cause she did a lot of stuff. She ended up taking a lot of her stuff to like Instagram live and Facebook live and things like that because YouTube was playing on her time. Mm. So yeah. Are we ready to get into the first topic? Let's do everybody it. Everybody gear up. Mm-hmm. Need everybody's opinion. Oh Lord. This is fresh. Yes. So my topic revolves around uh, an extended stay, if you will. Like if you've ever had someone overstay their welcome in your life. And so my inspiration for this topic comes from an article that I read with Heather McDonald, who used to be really, really good friends with Chelsea Handler. She used to be on Chelsea uh, lately a few times as well. But well, she's talking about that show. It was okay. I went to a live taping and it put a bad taste in my mouth. Uh, yeah, during the final season. But shout out to Chelsea. Anyway, Heather appeared on the Daddy Issues podcast, and she's talking out of school about the Kardashians. So she had to fire a nanny for stealing from her. And she said that Courtney said um, that Courtney revealed that Chris, which is her mother, Chris Jenner, mm-hmm. has had so many nannies steal from her that she refused to fire. 
Oh. And so the story, this is per Heather's recollection. Chris had a nanny who had two young son, sons around the same age as Robert. During the weekends, Chris would sometimes give permission for Rob to go home with the nanny to play with her boys so he wouldn't be stuck in, the, in a house full of girls. Mm-hmm. But one weekend, he came back and reported, quote, Mom, you know all those shirts that are, mi- that are missing with the alligator? Jose and Juan have them. Not Lacoste. Yes, according to McDonald. According to McDonald, Chris wasn't too bothered by the stolen, presumably Lacoste shirts. But even she was like, "But so what? She's good. I can trust her with the little girls and whatever." So Chris just was like, "I don't give a fuck. She's a good nanny. I can trust her with my kids." But it wasn't until Chris Chris did end up firing this woman because she ended up catching her stealing red-handed. So that was like okay. the, the caveat. <laughs> so as long as you're stealing, and I know that you're stealing, but, you know, under my nose, it's no issue. But I think that what I, I guess added the insult to injury is, okay, now, now you're getting, getting beside yourself, right. bitch. You're, you're, you're too comfortable. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, and then she goes on to talk about, I guess she was disinvited. I didn't know this happened, but when they, this is off topic, but when Kim and Kanye took over the Christmas Eve party, you know, the Kardashians yep. have a big party, like so much of Chris's list was chopped. And in that list was Heather McDonald, because Heather used to come to the Christmas Eve parties. But when Chris passed the tradition to Kim and and Kanye, they were like, you got to go, sis. And Heather's salty that Kathy Griffin was invited, but Kathy Griffin used to talk so much crap about the Kardashians. Anyway, so my question to you all is, not to go on a tangent, based on what I just read about how Kris Jenner knew, and, and Courtney framed it and said, we've had so many nannies steal from us. So this is just one example and I'm sure that they've had assistance and all different types of things mm-hmm. probably steal from them. Mm. This is far beyond stealing. This is about have you ever had someone wear out their welcome in your life because of comfortability, because you're so comfortable. Like you know, for example, that a friend is trash, that, that someone you're dating is trash, but you're so comfortable with them, you give them an extended stay. Uh, many times. <laughs> Ooh, let's 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 hear uh, an example. Not, not the nervous laugh. <laughs> it's kind of I mean, witchy. I just feel like not witchy, bitch. Fuck you. <laughs> um, I have had that happen many times, and I just learned to keep my circle a little bit smaller. The older I get, the circle gets smaller. Um, I keep people at arm's length if they need to be kept at arm's length. I learned boundaries. What um, was the what? was the moment in which you decided to make a change and like what was the moment that you said okay i'm not letting this happen to me again Hmm. i don't know that you can ever prevent it like at all but uh, i mean i've tried to just be better about screening people mm-hmm. um might have happened i've had it happen romantically i've had it happen with friends give us an example I don't want to reconjure any of that shit. <laughs> you don't want to relive it? I don't want to reconjure any of that shit. I think the safest one to even touch on would just be like a, a non-committal romantic situation where, mm. you know, especially as a trans woman, a lot of times, um, like in my 20s, I think I dated men sometimes that just didn't deserve to to be in my space as much as they were mm-hmm. and learning self-worth is, worth is really hard for any woman but mm-hmm. specifically trans women because there's such a shame around dating us I mean you've probably seen that viral video that's going around right now about I did. the boys clowning 
um, that young man mm-hmm. for Reese. Yes, for his rest in for peace. His, for his preference with his woman, and um, and so yeah, which was so out of pocket to me. Mm-hmm. Like I've never seen up close that You've never level. Seen that? Not well. In fairness, let me preface this by saying, in fairness, I have not the the trans attracted men that I've been around have never been in those type of situations. It's always been like a safe space, like a dinner party or something like that. Yeah. So I've never seen that was my first time like seeing like in Nola Street. Yeah, that was my first <laughs> yeah. time seeing something like that on their end. I've seen it happen to the girls. I've seen mm-hmm. it happen to the gays. I've never seen something like that until that video hit. Yeah, I've seen that kind of behavior really? before, yes. Just living in New York and um I don't uh, urban areas are very intense because even when you're getting from point A to point B, you encounter so many people. Yeah, yeah. And my sister so just had someone follow her for two blocks. She, my, one of, both of my sisters live in New York, and she, yeah. she's a nanny right now, walking with someone else's child in a stroller, and a guy followed her, like trying to talk to her on, on the bike for two blocks. Yes. She was like, "What? The, what the hell?" You know? Yeah. 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 I mean, I remember having guys grab my wrist or, mm-hmm. you know harass me and then the harass turns into a clock and then the clock turns into oh my god do I have to run like yeah. you know shit like that was day to day and um. you know eventually you kind of learn ways to navigate around it or just bob and weave <laughs> yeah yeah but um but you know for the men they have to deal with it too because if they're if they're Publicly associating with yeah, us yeah. in any kind of way, even if they're just your homie. Oh yeah, now people that, are gonna ooh, speculate. You're like, right. You that know. I have experienced. <coughs> so mm-hmm. thank you for providing that example. Romantically, no, but that, as far as I remember in college, um, someone needed like a Scantron. You know, you could get like a pack of Scantrons from the bookstore for like mm-hmm. sixty cents or something. The blue book. Mm-hmm. I gave him a Scantron, and then a, a rumor started that we were sleeping together, and he wow. didn't deal with it that well. I, do, I was used to it, yeah. but he, he also didn't take it out on me. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. he wasn't, you know, but that did affect. We didn't have any type of relationship outside of class, aside from, like, maybe higher by on the yard. Right. But that affected our interaction. Because of course. Now he has to steer clear of you because they'll associate, yeah. and right. that's yeah. not a good Over thing a in their eyes. That's yeah, that's stupid. some bullshit. So, but I just figured that they were bored. Well, I was in rural Oklahoma. Y'all ain't got nothing else to talk about. But mm-hmm. to see this happen in such a metropolitan area, they were in Philly, right? That this happened with Reese. Yes, that Philly. was in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. <coughs> yeah. So back to the to the topic at hand. Yeah. So you've had it in I romantic was, situations. I've had it in I've had it in friendships as well. Uh huh. Um, where you just have to just kind of figure out when to just put that distance between you and that person. And when you realize, like, maybe they're not, maybe they're not in my inner circle anymore. And energies change. Yeah. 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 Um, For me, uh, I have learned, especially as I got older, like, my new phrase is, like, protect your peace. Like, if you do not bring me peace, I don't (laughs) want it. And there's been a couple of friends. And on top of that, like, longevity of a friendship does not equivalent to the strength of it like i have friends who i see every once in a while and it's just like all right like and we're just right back in the swing of things but i also have friends that we've been friends for a very long time that i've had to just kind of let go just because they were not giving me what i needed and they may and that doesn't take away from what they may have given me in college or the 
given me, you know, in high school, whatever the case may be, but they were not providing a benefit to my life. And that's just mm-hmm. say like, I'm friends with you for a benefit, but the, you know, you're friends with people to yeah. have. An I mean, it is a mutual a exchange. Yeah, it's an exchange. It's relatability. Yeah. Or yeah. Sometimes yeah, it's not even it doesn't have to be tangible. Yeah. It could just be you being there and for people me. People grow apart. Um, mm. I mean, yeah. a specific example, like I remember I had a friend who he kind of let his boyfriend get between us. And I don't know if the boyfriend had an issue with me or whatever the case may be. Um, but it was just a continuous thing where he was trying to protect the boyfriend um, or what he was saying or doing. And I always got the short in the stick because I was the one like, Hey, come to this party. Oh, I, I can't because of, you know, because or, or I can't, and he wouldn't show up. And so just kind of things like that, that was like, all right, well, obviously you have, you know, other issues and that's okay. You know, if you want to c- cater to your man or, you know, put that as a priority by all means, but, um, I'm not going to be feeling left out or even like lied to at some points mm-hmm. about have that. Have you ever, have either of you ever had anyone like, you know, hearkening back to Chris's story, like something, you know, like steal from you or something like that. And you continue to be their friend or, or cheat on you and you continue to be their, their partner. Um, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, not necessarily steal my like Lacoste shirts, but you know, steal my time, or just even just like continuously be in situations where I'm, this is full of drama. Yeah. And it's like this every single like once a month is an issue. We're talking about the same exact thing. Yeah. And that's like relationships as well as friendships. The difference is, I don't think that I could have anyone on my payroll that I know steal. Like it's different. Like I can oh frame yeah. the question like that mm-hmm. because you know I'm not mm-hmm. a boss, but. Um, I don't think I could no, be paying crazy. someone, but she was good with the kids. So, mm-hmm. and I mean, mm-hmm. much like what you all said, and I'm sure everyone listening will agree with, we've all dealt with it in some degree, romantically and 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 platonically, um, uh, you know, in one aspect or another. But uh, yeah, let's move on to your topic, Jace. So my topic, um, you are the only exception. Um, so <laughs> it's about dating and having those hard, <coughs> concrete um, yeses and nos. So have you ever been in a situation? So I'll kind of like lead into the conversation. So I have a thing with age. And that's always been like, even when I had a girlfriend, like she was always older than me. And I remember one time um, I dated somebody um and remember she told me that she was going to uh disneyland for grad night the same night as my little sister and then when you're young when you're in like high school like senior versus sophomore is a big deal when you get older you know i'm 31 my sister's gonna be 29 next week so it's not really a big deal um but when you're younger age is like a big thing right and so i remember her telling me that she's going to grad night with my little sister and i had to like leave i was like no we can't be a situation um so wait you couldn't be a situation because she took your little sister under her wing no because she was younger and going to grad night with my sister she was a senior in high school and i was in college oh and so it was weird for me to date someone my sister's age wait i thought she was oh okay i get what you're saying i get what right you're saying. so grad night is they open up disneyland yeah to high that's school. like us with six flags okay in yeah Chicago. So i get it yeah. yeah um and so as I got older, you obviously you let down a couple of things. Your your check mark gets less and less. But has there ever been a situation where you had like a concrete hard no on this, but the person you know checked A through um, Y, but that one Z was there? Has you have you ever like made someone an exception, and did it turn out good or did it turn out bad? 
Hmm. <laughs> no, I would have to. God damn it! I've dated so much. I good for you. I would have to really think about that. I'm sure that's happened. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's happened. I cannot think of a specific instance. Maybe it will come to me. Do you have? Yeah, one maybe like that? a first date. Even. Yeah, I um. I can tell you off jump. It whatever it was didn't work out, but uh, I. I have um, a few. I, I date occasionally, not as frequently as I used to, um, but I have a lo- I have hard nose and hard lines on a lot of different things. Actually, mm-hmm. um, the, I only give wiggle room and sur- it's literally nuanced and case by case. I have hard lines politically. I don't have hard lines religiously, so to speak. You know, you I I can date anybody as long as you're not like a Satanist. That's not any, something that I want to even get to know about lucifer yeah i'm 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 cool on that Mm -hmm. but i have no issues dating someone who's agnostic or atheist or jewish i don't care about that politically i'm not messing around you know um supporters absolutely not (laughs) absolutely i don't care what boxes you check off we we ain't gonna mesh Mm -hmm. we ain't gonna mesh Mm -hmm. um um what else but have you ever allowed have you ever went on a date with someone who Met a hard no that you met a hard no, not mm-hmm. that I can recall. No, a hard no, like I'm not most of my no's. I'm when it, especially when it comes to dating, mm-hmm. when it comes to men, mm-hmm. most mm-hmm. of my no's are if they're hard no's, they're hard no's for a reason, and it's mostly to protect myself because I know what it's like to feel anxious, I know what it's like to feel flustered, and I'm not even going to waste either one of our times mm-hmm. arguing with you at you know public school in in downtown la over you know a charcuterie board or whatever because i know (laughs) what's going to come from this i've been gaslit you know Mm -hmm. there's plenty of times men have gaslit me Me or there's been guys like sometimes i like a guy who's a bit of a jerk i'm not gonna lie i'm not gonna front but there's certain guys who to me some of the jerk jerkerization is endearing but it treads a fine line because it's like oh you know you play too much yada 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 and now next thing i don't want anything to do with you because you went too far Mm -hmm. um and so yeah those are the only examples that i can think of i know they were very vague but what i can say is that my heart knows really our heart knows when especially when it comes to companionship yeah Mm -hmm. i had a hard no about uh dating a smoker because cigarette when my my grandpa died um, from whatever lung ailment he had. Uh-huh. Um, and so in my family, like, it's like, you do not smoke. Like, it's like, since I was a child, like, don't smoke, don't smoke, don't smoke, like cigarettes. Um, and I dated a smoker. Mm-hmm. And um, the negatives um, <coughs> did not outweigh the positives. I had a really good relationship with him. It was, See, it was a good time. I, okay, now this might not be the same thing because I didn't have a hard line. I just don't think there was a line at all when it came to dating um uh i dated a guy with no legs once and really um, whoa and i had never thought about that before um like it just was never something i i never thought about dating someone who was missing right that's not something legs. that you draw a hard line right. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but i uh met him through a girlfriend in new york and we dated briefly and there was a bit of a language barrier too. And our personalities ended up not really mm-hmm. hitting it off. So it didn't, didn't go past a few. Yeah. Interactions. Give it a chance. But, um, I guess that's just something that it would, that like opened my eyes if that's mm-hmm. kind of yeah. the, to- the topic. Yeah. Um, 
and yes, I, I also talked to someone who had um, multiple sclerosis. Yes, oh. yes, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I spoke to a guy who had that, and I didn't. I had never really anticipated, you know, yeah, dating someone that had that. But I mean, yeah, I I, I'd venture to I, say I guess I don't have hard lines when it comes to. I don't know. Yeah. To the, that. the superficial stuff like smoke, yeah. smoking or physical stuff or so um, smoking is enough for me. Uh, <laughs> politically, yes, I'm with you. I have very hard lines. I could never Oh, I could, I could, yeah. I could not date I could not date a Republican. Yeah. I, what well, I will I, say, I well, what I will say about the smoking thing when I first moved to LA, there was someone that I was seeing who I later found out was smoking about a pack a day. I do not know to this day, I do not know how he managed to cover it up. Um his Same. fingers didn't smell like it. His hair didn't smell like it. His clothes, his sheets, none of it. I caught him the smoking. Lips? Nothing. Wow. His kisses didn't taste like nicotine, not tobacco, nothing. Mm. One day I caught him smoking a cigarette and he admitted to me. He said he puts puts away about a pack a day. And I said, what are you doing? Because I, That's you so know. That's expensive. Yeah, well, mm. he was oh. kind of wealthy. Um, but no. yeah, so that if you could do it like that. If you could be like him, um, I could entertain that. But I can't. I draw the line at substance abuse. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I can't date anyone. Right. I know that. Well, I can't say. I can't say that I can't. What I'm not willing to do is date someone who has substance abuse issues, mm-hmm. um, especially like with a lot of the harder stuff. Like if you're recreationally doing crystal meth, you can't. I don't even want you around me. You know, mm. you skiing down Mount Fujiyama. You know, every morning with your coffee. I, I can't. I, I don't want to be around it. I don't want to see it. I don't want to. <laughs> was, was that a Coke reference? Yes. Oh, okay, oh. got it. Okay, got yes. it. Got it, got it. I don't want to see like, it. Like, what is that? <laughs> I don't want to be around it. But the hard line, like, I think that if, if I dated someone who maybe occasionally, there was a guy that I was seeing that would occasionally uh, do some, some dabble in some things. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about, like, if you in it, in it in uh-huh, it uh-huh, you know uh-huh. I, I just I guess prefer I have, pre- I have preferences i don't have mm. hard lines unless yeah politically i do but yeah just, but overall uh, overall you would prefer them I not to be doing crystal meth recreationally i uh, would prefer <laughs> them to not be doing yeah. yes crystal meth re- recreationally um my love don't other, run that dr- deep. Uh, other drugs i have more leeway with especially if they consult me Mm-hmm. you know like don't let don't let you catch them is that what you're saying no like like if if you trying to turn up on the weekend and pop a molly and we're out together like i would prefer you consult me and be like do you want to do it with me or mm-hmm. not nah? like no i'm good before he like, just flipped the script and start acting right. crazy <laughs> right like I, I prefer a good communicator so maybe there's a hard line yeah i, I like a good communicator but there has definitely been times to your last topic when I have ended up with people who are not good communicators mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've left them in my life for far too long. Yeah. Um, but that's something the older I get, the less, you know, I have less tolerance for it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I was like that at like 19 though. Um, of course you were. <laughs> I really was. I was like, no, <laughs> that was my favorite word. No, absolutely not. No. Okay. Um, well, thanks for weighing in ladies. Yeah. Let's move on to have a conversation with Trace. So Trace, first question. I've just jotted down a few. We're gonna have a, a conversation, but I'm kind of gonna use my questions as a guide. Okay. I have to know, like, as an actress, what inspires you the most, or who? It could be a what or a who. 
A what or a who? Um, I think it's a what. And that would be um, purpose in that just as a trans woman in Hollywood and mm-hmm. being able to, um, I guess, be a possibility model, model, as my sister Laverne Cox would say, for the next generation, that to me and creating um, a more livable world mm-hmm. for trans folks definitely fuels my journey and my career. Do you remember the first time you were bit by the acting bug? Because I know that you first made your debut. You were like an extra on SVU, right? I was not an extra. I had, um, it was a speaking role. Oh, oh you had a speaking role on yeah. SVU. Work. Exactly. residual checks. Yeah, it was a, it was a speaking role. A on lot of people get SVU. their starts on SVU, especially those Orange is the New Black Girl, speaking of Laverne Cox. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like half of that cast started on, right. you know, had a some. A lot of actors. It's like a rite of passage, It's right? a rite of passage. A lot of people get their SAG card through a role on SVU or, SVU. or one of the Law and Order Yes, um, yes, under that umbrella. But um, were you a trans character? I was not. Okay. Um, I wasn't even out at that point. Um, and this was in 2013, correct? 20, yeah, 2013. 11? Okay. Um, I had been acting since 2007, 2008, but that was my first like primetime TV gig. So when, okay, back in 20, 2007 and 2008, when, what was the, the like I said, the, the bug that bit you? What was... So what happened to make you be like, I, I think I want to do this? Um, well, not to get too <laughs> deep, but I was working in the strip club mm-hmm. um, and trying to figure out the next chapter of my life because I had been living in New York on my own and I had transitioned and it's a really long story, but I lost my job and and one thing led to the next and so i had been stripping for for at least a year and i um had a rock bottom moment where i tried to kill myself mm-hmm. and i had a male friend at the time also kind of in my ear like telling me that you know you needed to invest in yourself and put that money towards something mm. and so i eventually did um, and I invested in an acting class and, um, nothing happened for a very long time. That's normal. I, yeah. <laughs> it was years before I booked anything. Mm-hmm. It was, it was several years after I started acting class that I even got my first agent. Mm-hmm. Um, I was attached to a reality show at the time called Boss Ladies, which was, which was shot in Atlanta. Ooh, um, was, yeah. What network? It never found a home. Okay. Um, but yeah, so Amaya shopping was, it, it around. Was, it was Amaya, Nadia, Milan, Tempris, me. Oh, I remember hearing about um, this. It was a long. Time I remember ago. hearing about this mm-hmm. because I remember somehow the uh, the pitch reel made its way online, right? Yes, I, I think probably. I saw this like a like at least like an intro segment. Yes, we like, did a teaser with a green screen or something. Mm-hmm. Like we I think d- I remember this in, when I was in college. We did a teaser and shopped it around, and I was still living stealth at the time, so I was very like, I remember being very nervous about even going to do it. Yeah, because um, so it was a trans show. It was a trans reality show, kind okay. of very housewives esque. Okay. Yeah, um, and 
I went down to Atlanta. They they gave me some coins to come down there and stay for two weeks and shoot this teaser reel in this mm-hmm. big ass house in Duluth, Georgia. And um and we shopped it around and that was enough momentum to get me an agent. Even nice. though that even though that show never got picked up. Yeah. And so uh, yeah, that's how I got my first agent. And that agent later on, years later, after that went and flopped, um, I had given up acting probably a couple times. Like just you go in phases where you're going out for auditioning and then there's times when you just like stop for a while mm-hmm. and you, you got to recharge. And you stop class and you're just in that club making that money and then you get the bug again, you know, like, let me get back out there. And so I remember I emailed that first agent like, Hey, I got some new headshots. <laughs> uh, can you please start sending me back out again? Like, I just want to get this one more shot. I was sleeping on an air mattress at my n- neighbor's house. I had given up my apartment and was sleeping at an air mattress at my friend's house. Um, because I was thinking about just giving it all up and, mm. um, and going back to Dayton, Ohio, where I actually grew up. And then I booked this Law and Order. They sent me out. It was my first big kind of TV audition for a recognizable show. Yeah. Um, and I got a call back, went back in, booked it, shot it, um, and realized, like, mm, maybe that's not time to give up yet. So, mm-hmm. so with you, you know, st- being in the strip club and then deciding on acting, was there a moment that you had like a plan C, sort of speak? Because at the strip club, I imagine that you're going to phase out because of uh, eventually because of age, and there's always someone, some new 18 year old mm-hmm. whose boobs are sitting higher, who has a more ample butt and a tinier waist and a prettier face, who people are going to give their money to, right. and then with acting being so. Um, inconsistent. What was your plan if if you just threw on the t- threw in the towel with acting? Did you entertain any other career options? No, I didn't have a plan. I didn't, didn't. have very many life skills. I didn't go to college. Um, okay. I barely finished high school because I got into fights. I was mm-hmm. very feminine. Um, I stuck out. I expressed myself like you said. Like I said earlier, I wore finger waves and French yeah. nails. And <laughs> Me, I'm super fly. Mm-hmm. But at super d- yeah, <laughs> but at the same time, I was like the anchor on the boys' four by one track team. Work. So like, you know, if it came to throwing some hands, I was ready. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. But high school was very that for me. It was like, oh, okay, let's just get through this. Yeah. And so college to me was like, what more school? Yeah, the fuck right. Yeah. And who's paying for it? Yeah. So it didn't happen. It didn't happen for me. Two and, big questions. Um, and so no, I didn't really have any other life skills other than like being a makeup artist mm-hmm. prior to falling into sex work and then stripping. Um, when I had gotten fired on the job at, um, well, not fired, but I had been harassed on the job at, hum- at, at Bloomingdale's because I had been transitioning on the job, oh. and I wasn't allowed to use the women's restroom, and so that led to a whole slew of incidents that yeah. caused me to turn to sex work in my One er- of our very early twenties. One of our guests two weeks ago, she was transitioning on the job. I said that mine, mm-hmm. I wasn't. I didn't mm-hmm. have to. Thankfully. You didn't have to transition on the job? No. Mm-hmm. I took uh, 
when I, because everything happened very fast for me as far as hormones, name change, and gender marker change, it all happened within like a five-month window. Mm. And the only thing that I was concerned about, because I did return to the workforce after mm-hmm. all of my stuff got changed, I was concerned about references, because I had built quite the resume, darling. Mm-hmm. And I was concerned with... Yeah, you know, you Facebook friends with a few people and stuff. They see things. Yeah. But, you know, you don't want to be misgendered. You don't know if someone's going to be like, I don't know anyone named Char. You mm-hmm. know, like that type thing. You know, shadiness. Right. Um, so, yeah. that's or even unintentional, That's too. something that, right. But that's something that um, I was petrified of. So, I, I tip my hat to people who were, well, who a lot of people had to. You know, I was at home with my mom. This yeah. was after college, but yeah. um, transition on the job with that audience, yeah. looking at your change. You're adapting to your changes every yeah. day. They're looking and speculating. and Yeah, yeah. This, was, this was a different time, too. This is before transgender was even a word in mainstream yeah. media. Yeah. So um, we were basically freaks. And mm. the goal back then was to somehow some way become passable sis because if you don't it's going to be a hard way to go yeah and because it's going to be sensationalized either way either way but if you pass if you pass if you you can can, pass you can slide through kind of minimize your daily stress yes at least from getting from point a to point b in new york city when you're on the subway with Mm -hmm. you know how they try it and um so uh what was it where was i going with all that (laughs) That was the original question. Your acting career history. Well, the acting bug. Yeah, but we, we talked got, about. So, yeah. Got that Law & Order credit. Um, I didn't have a plan B. I was oh, still working B. in the strip club for many years while I was already on TV. Mm-hmm. Even with Transparent. I, I had shot Transparent and Blunt Talk, which was another show on Stars with Patrick Stewart. And I had to be back in the strip club. I was changing my hair. I was dyeing it different colors. Yeah. I was like, please don't let them recognize me. Because once I started playing trans characters, uh, yes. it was mm. like, oh, God, I cannot be back in this strip club because someone's going to recognize me sooner or later. And so I imagine that created a lot of anxiety for you because you're in the strip club so in stealth. Much anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know As a what cis woman, to do. But yes. then you're living your truth on the large, on the yes. world's largest stage right. as a trans woman. Yes. Oh, my God. It Trace. was terrifying. terrifying so um (laughs) luckily i had shot this nbc pilot in 2015 called curse of the fuentes women and um i was a main character it was a series Mm -hmm. regular but it didn't go it didn't get picked up and um luckily season two of transparent had gotten renewed and they called me and was like Look, we want you to come back for half the episodes. Yeah. And we're going to give you a cute coin. You know, it wasn't, it was enough for me to clean out my locker. Between that and the NBC pilot, the lump sum, it was enough for me to clean out my locker at the strip club. And I left without a whisper. And I just said, you know, goodbye. I'll be back. I'm going on vacation, darling. And never because I had been there for eight years or more, and I had seniority. I could come and go as I please. Yeah. Right. And so I told the house mom, like, oh, you know, I'm just gonna take a little break, and you and know, never return. Like, Baby never came back. And I remember mm. Laverne Cox saying years ago, she uh, even after she booked Orange, I think the restaurant is named like Lucky Chains. Lucky Chains. Okay. Lower yeah. And she side. was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's still there. You know, that's where we met, actually, she and I. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. You were eating? Funny. I was there just having a drink one night, and she was there as well. Actually, Jamie Clayton was there as well, bartending. Wow. And I was there with my friend Felicia, um, and we were there just chilling, and Laverne was there, and we were talking about tea girl stuff. Yeah. <laughs> had a light kiki, and 
and yeah, I don't even know what year that was, but I've known Laverne probably 13 years or so. Wow. Yeah. The history. Yeah. When is the first time that you saw yourself on screen? And when I say yourself, I don't mean the literal sense. I mean, Great question, Char. Yeah. Mm, that's like really subjective because at times I still don't think I've like I've seen myself. I think the closest I've seen to myself will be this episode of David Makes Man. Yes. Where you get to meet Femi because she is so much of my 20s self. Mm. Um, my banshee kind trace that I've kind of sometimes had to like suppress to get through in Hollywood and yeah you know because of respectability politics and whatnot and you were always very quiet to me I first Mm. saw you on the set of transparent because I was an extra on transparent like four or five times yeah and I saw you on the paramount lot with uh because I know Van and Zachary And you were on the back of a go-kart, but you <laughs> yeah. had your like head in like a packet. Maybe it was your script or something, uh-huh. but um, you weren't very social. I wasn't. No, no you're I'm a Libra pretty, though, right? I'm, yeah, I'm a Libra. I'm Just a, like I'm Isis. Also, I tease her about mm. this. When I first met her, she wasn't very social either. I'm, I'm also an introvert. So mm. there has been many times when I've been accused of just being like, I don't know, resting bitch face or... I've heard unapproachable or you look like you're not happy or you look like you're not having a good time. Yeah. And that's just people's assumption because a lot of times I'm just fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wish that happens. Yeah, frequently. it, hap- it and, happens. And I wish people wouldn't do that because I think introverts are very special and you know, like it's, it's definitely not a reflection on the other people. It's just, right. or the environment. It's just how we exist. Yeah. Um, and, and now that you've let me let your brows grow out, I've been obsessing over her brows, guys. She's been tweeting about it, too. <laughs> and now that you've let that. your brows grow out, it does look, because I looked at the picture that you posted of Femi, and your brows were thinner, and yes. it makes you look a little meaner. Uh-huh. Yeah. You look more approachable <laughs> now. I mean, but that's for everybody. Anybody Just all who, in the brow. Anybody who thins out their brows, and, and Trace uh. has very good brows, you all. <laughs> she has a good apex, like a good arch to them, and I could see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... But to answer your question, like, I guess in some ways I saw myself in various other women, like Candace, Candace like Payne. Like cis, okay, Tra- trans yeah, women well, exclusively? Uh, well, no, not, not, not exclusively. I mean, strong women. Growing up, growing up, like, I had so many different idols, everyone from Janet Jackson to... Flo jo, I don't know if you're old enough to know Flo Jo. Okay, I don't know who Flo okay. Jo is with them <laughs> costumes and them nails. Yes, she was just very flamboyant. Yes, Banshee. And gorgeous. <laughs> and, and yes, gorgeous. Like a superhero on that track. And because track track and field was my first love. Yeah. Beyonce was her for Halloween. The GoPro. She was, yeah. She was a few years um, ago. I uh, just idolized her. And um, also... Candace Kane and Dirty Sexy Money was like the first time on ABC. Yes, the first time a trans actor Even playing a, tra- a trans right role <laughs> was was uh, recurring on a part-time yes, yes. show, and that was like allowed a lot of us to kind of dream. No, and Candace was huge, and I feel like we need to cherish her because I know Laverne has spoke about that publicly too. Just how that allowed her to dream yeah. a little bit bigger. Um, and you know, seeing Laverne on Orange is New Black as well, and uh, Alexandra Billings on Grey's Anatomy back in the day, and she did an ep- a very good episode of How to Get Away with Murder. Yes, she did. That episode was yeah. everything. Yeah, um, that, yeah, that's more more recent. 
Um, but the Grey's Anatomy one was from like over a decade ago. Yeah, I, I binged the series like a, yeah. a year or two ago, and I saw her. Yeah, it's weird to see so many familiar faces. Like, oh, I know her. Like, I know her today. Like that type thing. Like, yeah. there's so many actors or extras that I'm like, wow, I have that person's number in my phone yeah. right now. Look how young they were. It's type crazy. thing. Yeah. yeah. So no, that's no shade. I'm just saying there's people yeah. that you know they look like they're babies, and it's like. Yeah. Now they have their own starring show on HBO or something like that. Like who Leo were and Titanic. Grey's Anatomy. So what's the toughest professional event that you've had to overcome? The toughest thing professionally as an actress? The toughest thing professionally would have to be the entire year of 2018. <laughs> oh. Wow. Same. <laughs> Hello. Well, that's not um, same. 2018. Yeah. Body slammed me too. But go ahead. Yeah, body slammed me, girl. Because... <laughs> I had gotten my footing a little bit in this industry and then the shit went down with Jeffrey on Transparent and Oh yes, the we, Me Too mm-hmm, movement. We, we spoke out reckoning. And the show didn't go back into production and I had lost my health insurance. Um I it took me forever to get health insurance first oh, of oh, all because oh, yes. I I went all through my 20s and early 30s not having it and finally got it and mm-hmm. then lost it. Um because I didn't make the required amount to qualify for it to re you know get it renewed um and so that was very humbling and a shaky time for me because i just really wasn't working yeah and i was wondering if i was gonna be a casualty of like blacklisted speaking out Mm -hmm. and um just really being scared because i knew i had done the right thing but also it was just at what cost at what cost gotta ruin my career at what Mm -hmm. cost exactly and um, even now, sometimes I wonder, like, how does the, m- when does the money match up with the fame? Because when you walk down Ooh. the street, <laughs> when you walk down the street and people come up to you and recognize your work and sometimes come up to you with tears in their eyes about, yeah. about whatever character and mm-hmm. have lovely things to say. Yes wonderful but then i look at my bank account like well where yeah when is this I, I feel that i'm 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 on a lower tier than you with the whole fame thing and i feel that yeah um to the some of the emails and dms and things yeah. that i get i'm like i what girl like you yeah. know what i'm saying like yeah it's um it's deep yeah, yeah. it's deep and i know but that'll stop the work that that goes to show that this is your like you're in it because you're passionate about right. it and right. not for the check. And I feel like that determines a lot of people in Hollywood. When oh, people yeah. venture yeah. into these career paths, what are you really in it for? Mm. And times like that, like what you just mentioned, will prove who has the staying power and who doesn't. Yes. And I feel like it's also yeah. like a time like, all right, that's like your breaking point. Like you're at the end of like the bad shit for something like good to happen. Yeah. At least from my life, the patterns of my life. But something like that, like what, what Trace uh, went through and what Van went through, I would feel like I can't even, for, for starters, begin to put my feet in your shoes as far as coming out with making that decision. Like once you hit send or enter or whatever mm-hmm. and it gets broadcast mm-hmm. out to the world. Uh, because I live on pins and needles of the whole, I feel like the threats of blacklisting and all that nonsense is so prevalent in Hollywood. It's very real. And a lot of the times these people don't have the power to, and you still want to believe that what's for you won't pass you by. But when you encounter dry spells, because I went through a very dry spell last year as well, where I felt like, 
totally just overlooked in every aspect. Phone one ringing, yeah. email one going off. I'm doing everything I can. I know. I see you, know, you girl. Um, I see you hustle. And sometimes I wonder why you're not on the view or the I would talk. Love to, I would love to be. You're perfectly capable. <laughs> and I see how hard you hustle. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it, it makes me angry for you. Well, thank you. And a lot of my sisters hustle real hard. Yeah. And it's like, well, why... Are we not getting in certain rooms? Yeah. Why, you know, why can't, it's just really and I felt that, hard to digest sometimes. And I have felt that even though I'm not ashamed of any aspect of who I am, but I have personally felt that with, uh, and I was tweeting about this last night, with how visible I have become. I don't know if that's a gift or curse. Even last year, I'm thinking about, like, I was talking to a family member who didn't mean any harm. She really didn't when she presented this idea. But she was like, do you think that because you've been um, very vocal about, in particular, your trans experience, that that is hindering you from, um, or hindering people um, from hiring you Mm. and I had never even entertained that question until she asked me that and that just sent me down a spiral because it's like like you said people are coming Mm -hmm. up with tears in their eyes Mm -hmm. thank you Char for sharing your story like I'm literally seeing people get it cis people trans people get it you know I'm getting my roses in that aspect and I really do um, like I said I have nothing to be ashamed of I am who I am and I'm going to talk about my very particular experiences but when I first moved to Hollywood and I was booking you know gigs on air and things like that I wasn't talking about that Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying and so all it took was one time it was that damn Caitlyn Jenner (laughs) those bookings of 2015 (laughs) where I'm like being a trans and it just it you know things changed and Mm -hmm. so I feel like I'm still picking up the pieces from a lot of things like I lost a job because of Harvey Weinstein for example Mm -hmm. um, which threw off my whole calendar year uh, wow. and that I'm still, and that was what, what was, that was last year, last spring that the hammer came down. That was like, Oh, we're not picking you guys back up type thing. Um, mm. and so, yeah, I'm still kind of reeling from that. So thank you for sharing that because 2018 flipped 2018 did her number on me. I'm enjoying yes. 2019. I'm enjoying 2019. It's, I'm it's having, so Trace, I have to ask, what is your dream before we get into everything that's about to come out before we get into hustlers and transparent and David makes man, um, what is your dream role? I know that you have shared on other platforms before, um, about how people will put you into a box as far as like only trans specific auditions when you are capable of playing much more than just trans specific roles. Right. Um, And that has nothing to do with this question, but I'm asking you in particular, what would be your dream role? Because I know that that gets frustrating. Yeah. um, That you maybe not, you might not be in the audition room sitting next to Scarlett Johansson and, and Jennifer Love Hewitt or what have you Mm -hmm. for just even, you know, roles that just call for a brunette, white woman right you know right um you won't be factored into that which is a great <clears throat> disservice but what's your dream role yeah i mean well before i get into that there, it, sometimes i do feel like i live in the twilight zone because um because i don't always i'm not always trans enough for trans roles mm-hmm. quote mm-hmm. unquote i've experienced that i'm, not, I'm no actress but yeah. i've experienced that. <laughs> and yet at the same time i don't get in for Mm-hmm. these all these mainstream cis female roles a lot of the times that I feel like I should be getting in for um but that said my I have two I have two dream roles okay and, and one of them 
it's kind of vague, but uh, something gritty and indie and in a leading role that would allow me to flex my chops in a way that the world hasn't really been able to see in a in a in a feature length film mm. yet. Because Do you feel like you play like safe roles so far? Um, I think I've done some really awesome and challenging stuff, but in very small doses. Mm-hmm. So, for example, I'm very proud of episode six, season three of Transparent, when I went on the road trip with J. Duplass. That's a great episode. And, and that's where we see you strip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the scene in the water park. I mean, that was very. That I argument was, I was scene. Proud, yeah. Thank you. I was very proud of that work. But again, it was just a glimpse. Um, and, at, and at some point, I need Hollywood to start seeing me as a leading lady. Yeah. And so I would like the chance to flex my chops. And Sounds very uh, Tarantino of you. It sounds like you want to be in like a, <laughs> like what you just described, like mm-hmm. the grit and the range of it. You know, it sounds. Yeah. And whether it comes in the form of, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm trained in certain accents and I have done the classes for years and. I do a nasty Southern. I do a <laughs> nasty urban Brooklyn. I do. I can do white woman. You know, stereotypical white woman. Yeah. Um, so I was told by Apple Care white woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it's just the thing. <laughs> it's a thing. There's uh-huh. so many that I haven't been able to really show. Yeah. Right. Right. And uh, I got to play the witch on Midnight Texas, which was awesome. It was kind of like my that was on NBC homage right? to um, Julia Sugarbaker from Designing Women. Which is uh, coming to Hulu next week. Is it? The remake? The en- no, the entire series. Oh, amazing. Yeah, they're, they're dropping it, which I'm excited about because I've only seen a few, of the, and it, a few of those episodes. It's not in syndication like the Golden Girls where you could watch every episode. Yeah. Even though the Golden Girls, I think they're on Hulu too now. But Designing Women, the entire, yeah. Yeah. The entire se- I'm looking forward to binging it. Yeah. Because I've only seen maybe four episodes in my lifetime. So, um, But that is... That is definitely on my list. Something that will allow me to um, brand myself as a leading lady and show that I have the chops yeah. to be considered for There's whatever. so much gatekeeping, though. Yeah, there's so much gatekeeping. Um, uh, you know, I'm th- I think about those roles that were breakout performances for certain actresses like Jennifer Lawrence in Winter's Bone mm-hmm. or... Um, Halle Berry and Losing Isaiah or Monsters Ball and just those that role that gritty role that allows an actress to show what she can mm-hmm. do. Angela to Bassett. Angela Bassett. What's love got to do with which it? I which I later told you that I was listening to a show and she said that she did not work for eighteen months mm-hmm. after that film after the meteoric wow. rise and everyone praising her performance, mm-hmm. Oscar nominated. She didn't work for eight. That's over a year. I don't think she did get nominated. She was Oscar nominated. I for, think for what's love got to do? Yeah. With it? Mm, I, thought she, I thought she was. Let's fact check. I'll I'm pretty no, sure. Y'all keep talking. I'll fact I'm pretty check. sure that. That uh, I, I could think be wrong. she was nominated. No, everyone thinks she should have been, and she should have been. But I could be wrong. Let's look it up. Yeah. Um, well, Jace is on it. While I move to the next question, but but my second dream role would would be. Um, yeah, she was nominated in 1994 for What's Love Got to Do with It for Best Actress in in Academy mm-hmm. Awards. Oh, thank God. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. She she put her entire. She put her entire (laughs) soul (laughs) into that performance. I wonder who she lost to. Yeah, who did she lose to? Mm. Um, 
My second dream role would be a superhero, though, in a major Ooh, yeah. action film. There's a or, lot of trans girls who want to play superheroes. Or just an, a- or an action film, like Matri- yeah. Matrix or... Charlie's Angels. Tomb Raider or something. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't have to be a superhero, per se, but, like, something that has, you know, might bring my athletic ability into play because... Um, You're always I working out. I play sports and I work out and I just really love that side of things, too. Okay, so David Makes Man. By the time that you all listen to this, you would have seen the episode. Like I mentioned at the top of the show, if you have not seen the episode, it is available on the own demand. You got to see this show. I checked out the first episode last Wednesday, mm-hmm. and although I liked it, did you ha- did, have you mm-hmm. watched it? I watched it. Um, although I liked it, I was like, uh, this seems like kind of something. It was very moonlighty, and it's it's it seemed almost too familiar for me not as far as my lived experience but for things that I had seen but I love the way that it shot but Mm. what I will say is it left enough to be desired and that I will be back tonight the ghost man it was right it wasn't that I watched it and I was like oh child boo it left enough to be desired in the cast and like I said the way that it's shot it literally transports you to the projects in Florida and so um, you are on the second episode and you play Femi Femi and so hey. tell us about Femi because from what I've been reading, you're kind of like a, a guide for the main character, kind of like a big sis type role. Yes. Um, so David has had quite the day uh, before he reaches me in that parking lot, and um, he's dehydrated and delusional and because b- b- before you go on, David is the main character. David is the main character played by Achille McDowell, who is. Like yeah, because he lives. He, he does a diamond. good job. He is so talented, mm-hmm. and he does a good job of the juxtaposition mm-hmm. of uh, having to be in the projects and mom and all dealing with all the that trauma, and, and then being bust to the, the to code the switching to the yes. yes he does yes. a fantastic job of that. Okay, so he comes across you in a parking lot, and he's dehydrated. He has, he's had quite the day. Right, quite the day, and <laughs> like Char. Femi, exactly. <laughs> so I'm <only> dehydrated, <laughs> but listen, it's hard out here for a a, a trans girl. Yeah. Um, and she looks out for him and gives him a dose of uh, tough love. And um, Logan, who plays Starchild, mm-hmm. is also trans, um, trans masculine character. And you'll get to meet Starchild. I was about to say, is that a new character? Because I just remember Miss Elijah from yes. last so, episode. So we're all kind of linked. Okay. Uh, I mean, by by the time this airs, the the episode yeah, it'll will be yeah, it'll be come out. out. So spoiler alert. For um, me and Char, but whatever. Yeah, spoil, <laughs> yeah. Spoil, spoiler alert. David is on his way to to Miss Elijah and, and back to um, with with Starchild. Okay. And so it turns out Starchild knows Miss Elijah as well. And Got so you. we're all kind of linked. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it's the LGBTQ underground family T. Yeah. Um, In Miami. And so Femi, Femi and, mm-hmm. and the daughters of the lot, as we call them, the other working girls, are there. And you'll get to meet them, too. And what a catchy name. And there's some drama <laughs> with uh, some uh, somebody. There was an intruder. Okay. And they get handled, honey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so we I can't wait. You know, they want to get froggy. We get froggy. Yeah. Yeah, that's cute. So um, are you only in one episode or are you going to be recurring? Just one for now. Just one for now. Just okay. one for now. Um, are they done shooting it yet? Yes. Okay. All done. Um, but yes, uh, I adore Terrell. Uh, yeah. He, he and I were friends before. Really? He just uh, 
Yeah, we met at the Spirit Awards before Moonlight literally won everything under yeah. the sun. And um, just had this familiarity about each other. And he reminded me of one of my best friends from high school. Mm-hmm. And uh, we became friends. And then one day he was just like, oh, I wrote you a little role. I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. Don't you, don't you love when people in Hollywood uh, hold up their end of, of whatever they propose? Because he proposed that to you. You he, didn't ask. I, I, I wanna, didn't I want to note that because that has been one of my biggest hurdles with mm. dealing with L.A. Mm-hmm. I did not ask you for a damn thing. You right. offered. You, you posed this idea to me. So Girl. it is refreshing to know that someone actually followed through mm-hmm. on something that they brought to the table for you. Yeah, you, are, you are preaching today. So yeah. I like his, um, he's a yearly. Yeah. He went to Yale? He, yeah, he well, went he to Yale. At, he yeah, still and teaches, teaches at Yale. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, That's nice. our, He teaches at Yale. We've been talking online for like years. Mm. So That's nice. I'm yeah. looking yeah. forward to it. Um, that's great. And moving on to your next project, which is due in theaters September 13th. <gasps> Hustlers with Lizzo and Buckley's and Jennifer Lopez mm-hmm. and a, a slew of other women. So tell us about... Hustle, like what we can expect. Yeah. Kiki. Oh wait, no, Kiki Palmer. Excuse me. Oh, not not Wyatt. Kiki. <laughs> 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 I love some Kiki Wyatt. Me oh too. My God. But her and, and Hustlers would have been a key. <laughs> that would have no pun intended. It would have been a key. <laughs> that would have been a key. Straight hand and Sarah's own <laughs> Kiki Palmer. So what can we expect? Your character's name is Tracy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Whoa. But Lizzo's character's name is Liz. Mm-hmm. And I think that they should have swapped. I think you should have been Liz. and she. I mean, just <laughs> for, come on now. Give me a break. <laughs> so um, what can we expect from uh, Hustlers? What's the premise? You used to work in this strip club in real life, I right? I did. This is definitely hitting home for me because I, I did. I worked at Scores for over eight years. Um among other clubs in New York City, I, I worked everywhere. I worked at the clubs in Midtown. I worked at the well, clubs stripping easy money in the hood. Um, I guess. Whew. Did it depend on the night, the holiday? Easy money. Let's quick. see. How do I? <laughs> in my no, no, quick, quick, quick. Money. Yeah. Every night was not easy. Every night was not easy, and okay. it definitely hardens you. Mm. Um, but you know, I like they say, sex work does. I too. came from yeah. That was like graduation for me because I had lost my job and was turning tricks in the village so stripping so dancing stripping was, a was just <laughs> a cakewalk cake for me yeah mm-hmm. but um let's see yeah okay so fast money i would say fast money, fast yes. money. but every but night was not easy yeah, every night was not easy because i've heard of underground pre-op transsexual strip clubs mm-hmm. i know of one in louisiana and i know of one in new york Oh, yeah. Just of the idea. I've never been, mm-hmm. but, you know, people talk. Are there probably illegal operations, like, out of someone's house or, like, a basement party type thing? Uh, no, I used to dance there, too. At, like, a pre-op trans? Uh, um, yeah, they didn't always, like, they didn't discriminate if you were pre or post, but, yeah. Really? I mean, I, I, girl, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, ah, 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 yeah. I mean, uh, you know... <laughs> Those kind of, oh, what do you call them? I don't want to say a fetish party, um, but just a very specific kind of girl, T-girl events party. Like, uh, they've been around since I don't know when. I mean... And I was invited uh, to one for All Star Weekend. Yeah, I used to dance at those, too. I I mean, there was was one point when I would literally, whatever night of the week it was, I would go from the straight strip club over to... 
the other one, mm-hmm. the, the the trans strip club. Yeah. And just girl, depending on the night, I would go get my coin in different places. And I live. Yeah, yes. I would just go where the money is. Sounds exhausting, but I live. It was exhausting, but it's a long night. Okay, but Jesus. but but hustlers. Back to hustlers. Right. <laughs> we've had so many side <laughs> conversations because you really do have. I mean, I know your story uh-huh. because you know we've chatted, but this is for the listeners so they can get to know Trace a little bit better. So hustlers, what can we expect? Uh, it is redemptive. Mm. Uh, vocabulary <laughs> these wall street men they were crooks yeah yeah and so it's nice to see them get played yes the know? circle of life mm. yeah the circle <laughs> of life from the crawling oh, ant to the leaping yeah. antelope yes exactly and so it's um and jennifer lopez is like heading off this heist or whatever it's like oceans eight in the strip club yeah she's kind of the og mm-hmm. okay and mother constance she's mother mm-hmm. and constance <laughs> is the new booty okay uh players club reference like yes now. and yes. then shout um, out to diamond yes exactly lisa ray chicago's <laughs> very young all white uh-huh all white everything mm-hmm. um and so then it's about these girls and from their lens and it's not about because usually when you see strip clubs or strippers in anything yeah it's male characters visiting the strip club for some crime or some mm-hmm. dirt or some something right this is from the women's lens your perspective right? yeah nice and their hustle yeah so um i haven't actually seen the final cut yet um, but that was my next you'll question. be at the premiere. But I'll see it. Yeah, we're gonna premiere at TIFF in Toronto. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. And so I'm very excited. I did get to see bits and pieces of it when I did the ADR sessions for the audio, and and it's lovely. Um, and it'll be out in a few weeks. In a few weeks. Yeah. So please September go support 15th? this thirteenth. Thirteenth. The diversity is. Well, people are going to go support. People are going to go support. You got Cardi B, Jennifer Lopez, Kiki Palmer, Constance Wu, Lizzo, Trace Lissette, (laughs) all in a movie. Get out of here. People are going to be. There's a very specific audience. But the the folk going to show out for that. It's a big deal. You know, it's a moment, especially. And we love Jennifer's acting. Mm -hmm. Yes, I do, too. Yeah. And it's a moment. It's a moment as it is. But it's also, for me, it's a very. It's a very big moment because I can't, I don't even know how many times, if any, I've seen them put a trans woman in a Mm -hmm. big blockbuster film, like a mainstream film like like this. And And it got the wall kind of like a weird way too, right? I did. Yeah. I, cause you know, sometimes you got to take things into your own hands. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Raquel (laughs) at Tyler Perry Studios. (laughs) You know, so like, yeah, okay. I can't knock the hustle. But um, I I just heard about this film because my friend Devere Rogers, who I wrote, who's my writing partner, um, he sent me an article that it was this film was going to be based about, and and so I just tweeted the article and said, "Wow, this is amazing! I'm so glad this story is going to be told." I worked at this club for over eight years. If there's any way I can help, please hit me up. Right, even if it's a damn consultant. Right, <laughs> that's what I, along the lines of what yeah. I was thinking. I would is, like to be hired as a. Consultant. You know what I'm saying? Let me just at least tell you mm-hmm. what the real what it was like. Right, right. Because I was literally there, um, and so, uh, Lorraine Scafaria, the writer director, actually saw the tweet and mm. followed me and DM'd me, and she was like, "Let's have lunch," and I was like, "Word, okay, <laughs> let's have lunch." And we had lunch, and we hit it off, and it was just so effortless and just. You know, I don't know if we were there for an hour or two or yeah. what, but I told her stories from back in the day about 
crazy things that had happened and yeah and she was like yep yep we've you know we got we, that we, we put got that in that's there, in there yeah. that's yep okay thank you for telling me that like it was just this nice exchange yeah didn't expect nothing i was just giving it freely in in the hopes that somehow whatever was supposed to happen would happen and yes whether it was consulting or consulting producer or or whatever just just adding my authenticity to the story that i was so happy that it was getting to be told mm-hmm. you know just giving it freely and then next thing i know she was like, she you know you what? I'm going to write it? you in. <laughs> and I was like, okay. I love stories like this. this. Gina Rosero, I was just watching. She was on AM to DM, which is the BuzzFeed show. And she said that Playboy, someone from Playboy DM'd her on Twitter mm-hmm. to be in Playboy. And she said she checked to, for verification and it just kind of snowballed from there. And now she's in Playboy. Yeah. Um, Angelica Ross just shared a story about how she initially i guess she read for blanca and found out she didn't get blanca on pose and she was distraught about that Mm. and crying and her mom was in town in los angeles and they decided to go to rodeo just to go and she runs into ryan murphy on rodeo Mm -hmm. Wow! and she's like hey i don't know you know i just auditioned and then that's how candy was born they wrote in candy i didn't know that yeah so um i love like those serendipitous Mm -hmm. stories like that because for i'm sure people listening and myself and jace included it provides a little bit of hope yes. <laughs> yeah. and you need that to survive in this business Ooh, yeah. child, who you telling yes. um Oof. and so last but not least so we're looking forward to david makes man which like i mentioned earlier came out on wednesday check that out if you haven't already i'll be tweeting i don't know if i'll be live tweeting but i'll be tweeting um probably with the east coast y'all know how i get down and then hustlers will be out september 13th yes and then last but not least transparent Transparent september 27th Mm -hmm. the finale now this will not be a full season this is just going to be one like movie type episode musical type okay so is there anything you can tell me because i didn't watch transparent until i got the call from central casting to be on transparent (laughs) and i was like i guess i better do some research as to what i'm stepping into um and it to me the show was uh easy watching it didn't require like it wasn't like you you can't be on your phone and watch at the same time if that makes sense Mm. um I do have to say that, and I'm not just saying this because you're here, the episode, I call it the argument episode, was one of my favorite because it picked up a little bit of pacing for me because sometimes, personally, as a viewer, it could fall a little flat. I don't know if, maybe the right, not everything is for everybody. Maybe the writing ain't for Shar. Mm -hmm. Maybe some of the jokes weren't for Shar. And so I loved uh, your episode, just even that storyline. And so I've been watching the series and I've been following along. Um, what can we expect from this, this finale? Mm. Well, it's, uh, definitely different from the rest of the series in that it's a musical and you will see. And no Mora. You uh, sing? Was, was that the character's n- name? No Mora. Yeah. Mora passes away. Uh, very Roseanne about the situation. <laughs> oh. Cause you know, Roseanne, yeah. you know, yeah. she called Va- Valerie Jarrett, planet mm-hmm. of the apes. Mm. They wrote her out, but it was convenient because the season finale ended with her ironically going to Mexico to get knee replacement surgery or something like that because American healthcare was so trash, like Roseanne Connor couldn't afford it. So they went to, so she died in Mexico getting surgery for the uh, knee. So it it worked out. Right. That was like the cliffhanger. Yikes. Um, Um, But anyway, back to your show. (laughs) Shay. Uh, Yeah. So lots of singing, dancing, original music. Um, Judith Light is centered in this. And Love her. I adore her. 
not only her acting, but her as a person. I imagine that she just she just seems like a yeah, she like one of those Rita Moreno types that she, just she's a national treasure. Yeah. So um, I'm looking forward to people getting to see her shine. Um, as far as Shay goes, you know she is back because the last time we saw her was when she got in that cab after that argument. Yes. In season three. Um, so I'm happy that the fans will get to see Shay again and she gets, has, she has some reconciliation with Josh from their road trip gone awry. Do you sing? Um, I sing in an ensemble. Got you. Oh. You, you part Jeez. of the chorus. Yes. You ain't got no solo. I would have loved to do to a solo. solo. Can you yeah. sing? I can sing a little bit. Okay. Carry a you can tune. hold a tune. Right. I can hold a, can hold a note. <laughs> hold that note, girl. Yeah. Um. I would have loved to challenge myself in that way. So my question is, because I didn't realize that you didn't appear at all in season four. My question I had, is... I had one little moment with where I played a separate character, a sub, very southern yes, girl. Yes, I remember. Drag queen mom. Back Wasn't in that a, like a, a flashback? flashback episode. I remember that. I think that. her name was Celine. I remember that because I thought yeah. that that was odd. Why mm-hmm. would they do that? Like I was, I mean, I'm grateful to always see you working, but I'm like, what the <laughs> hell is this? Um, I didn't realize because your character was one of, <laughs> was one of, <laughs> no, it did. Do you see how that as yeah. a viewer, I'm like, what the hell is this? Um, you know, they say we all got past lives, but come on now, damn it. Um, so your character was friends with the main character Mara. Mara, yes. So when you left, w- that seems a little inexplicable to me. Like you get into one argument with Mara's son, and you just vanish out of the picture. Yeah, it's uh, not realistic. <laughs> it's not realistic. <laughs> Look, you got I got knee surgery too. What? <laughs> yeah, you went to Mexico yes. to get knee surgery. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be my new running joke. Right. Yes. <laughs> you know, I think. Judy Winslow went upstairs to Mexico <laughs> for knee surgery and never, never came, came back. back. R.I.P. I I think I think that it was just down to the fact that you know there just wasn't a lot of room for that extra yeah story storyline. Yeah. Um, it's it's tough sometimes being a guest star because you you know you put your all into the art and and you bounce around and sometimes you just wonder you know where is the rest of that that arc but i think they did the best that they could with 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 where kind of where i was on the call sheet to be to be honest with you like yeah. you know he, i was an accessory to his character and so i understand i understand that 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 is you know the last time we see her and that it probably was just about how much how much room they had and yeah. of, you know and and of course of course i wanted more from shay but at the same time i get it i'm i'm used to that and so i think you know, I, w- I definitely welcome the day when I'm not. Do get I, your leading when role. I, when I'm not. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you I'm have not a busy month. You. Your visibility is going to be even heightened next right. month and afterwards. Because you have, you're attached to three projects. We yeah. got one tonight. And they're all happening, it seems like, within three to four weeks apart from each other. Good for you. So it's, yeah, that's, that's kind of bomb that Thank they're you. not so spaced out. Like, you got David Makes Man, which is tonight, which is August 21st. You got Hustlers, September 13th. And then, like, the following week, you know, you got uh, Transparent. Yeah. How do so you do all that dope. at the same time? <sighs> well, they all, sh- they yeah, they at all different shot times. at different times. I it know, just, but I feel just like happens. They're all coming out right now. So, yeah. um, you know, but I'm happy that we got our season five. And Me too. We pushed through all that nonsense, and Jill and I, Jill Soloway and I, are on good terms. And I'm so grateful that Jill gave me <laughs> this opportunity to even bring Shay to life because you know Shay started off as one episode. 
really one oh. episode in season one it was a leap of faith for me because it was also my coming out party and i was working in a strip club when i had booked this role so it was like are you really gonna jump out there and be this trans character on tv so were you at the strip club when the season hit when it was yes like, she was yeah, yes it was, was I, I put it all on the line <laughs> and you met and no one recognized you i think i changed my hair back to brown okay yeah um well you have a very see. distinct face though I don't remember what I, I don't remember how I got away with that. <laughs> Not you had <laughs> No, I, I didn't. Bangs I was, down to the Actually, right. I was blonde through season two. So, no, I didn't turn my hair back to brown. But I think I just somehow, maybe because the role wasn't Kept your huge, head low and yeah, stayed quiet. Low. <laughs> I don't really think people in the strip club that I was working at were really watching. That's tran- not the, yeah. Transparent anyway. I so. It's no shade. Um. It was just. But still, that's still anxiety. God. You, oh, you yes. Never that know. anxiety was. You never, you Crazy. never know. You would think that somebody ain't watching, and right, then exactly. here comes the most and unconventional. My my story was. I remember now. My disclaimer was: Well, I don't have to necessarily be trans to play trans, so they can speculate. Yeah. Whatever. Mm. I'm gonna go to work and get my money. Yeah. And to the rent is still due. The rent is due. <sighs> I don't, don't have. Me. I don't have a choice to like <laughs> you know quit this job right now. So. Yeah. So I just took the leap of faith, and so yes, I will forever be grateful to this journey, the good and the bad, and all of it. Well, amen to that. Ashe. Yeah. Really quickly, I'm going to move on to Six Brown Chicks with Trace Lissette. What? Mm-hmm. Rapid fire, though. So <laughs> Six Brown Chicks. I always explain these. these oh lord. These are my good Chicago sisters. Six okay. Brown Chicks. They're a group of six black women, kind of mm-hmm. like relationship bloggers. Okay. And their Twitter page every Wednesday is set on fire because they have some of the most outlandish. Think ask abby mm-hmm. type advice type questions okay. and so i'm going to ask you a few and a few of these questions that people have written into them and see how you would wh- what you would say what advice you'd give these people okay all right are you ready ready okay here we go met a nice man online fast forward a few months and we're engaged i have three special needs sons foster kids my extra income that's what this person this woman wrote in and he wants nothing to do with them but i can't afford to work from home selling diet tea without them advice honey if he's not with your kids (laughs) then kick Mm -hmm. him to the curb that's it i mean makes sense to me wait i don't think they heard the bell yeah. Makes sense to me. Is the dick that serious? Why are we burning down houses and getting rid of our kids? I don't, I don't understand. And why are you marrying a woman with kids if you don't want them? Oh, that happens all the time. Um, but That's ridiculous. But, but keep in mind that timeline. They they met a few months ago and now they're engaged. So. Wait, she has the kids, right? She has the yeah, kids. She has three not, special needs sons yeah. that he wants nothing to do with. If he's not with it, get rid of him, girl. Mm-mm. All right. Next question. I typically don't cheat. Unless she's on her cycle and in a stank mood. I never get caught. But this last time, big fight. She forgave me. All was good until I caught her five-year-old son putting bleach in my food. She (laughs) won't punish him. Advice? You deserve that bleach in your motherfucking food, you fucking coward. You don't don't deserve her either. Problem, child. That's your advice. Right. Five years old? How do you know about bleach? (laughs) Listen, this baby is a Capricorn. Um, (laughs) Next question. He wants justice for his mama. Okay. (laughs) Husband planned a week-long trip without me a while ago. I've since had a miscarriage, and he's still planning to go. 
I'm depressed. Advice? I'm just so sad about these men. <laughs> Normally, this, they're spicier. I didn't proofread these. Right, these are sad. These are sad. <laughs> Normally, so, they are ghetto. Right. Just, just, I'm just so depressed with <laughs> what's out there. <laughs> well, what, what advice would you give this person? <laughs> Again, just he is not worthy of your presence, sis. Last one. Stole my girlfriend's rent money to pay for another girl's abortion to save my relationship. <laughs> this is what he said. Is this a theme? My girl. My girl doesn't. Tired ass men. Listen, my girl doesn't know, but the building is about to start the eviction proceedings. Advice? Oh, my God. You need to just a do over on life. Yeah. Yeah. Call your mama. Call your daddy. Yeah. Go, b- Call go Jesus. back home. <laughs> because, oh, I can't. That, that's why I love karma. Um, and, and, and watch out for your. I guess your your safety because it couldn't be me. Mm. Could you imagine mm. finding that someone took your rent money to do? So? Ooh. Mm. Well, thank you for playing, Trace. <laughs> these were I hope you enjoyed. <laughs> Wait, these weren't. Listen. <laughs> these weren't as sensational and juicy as they normally are, are they, Jace? No. I literally it's just just like outlandish. Like I went ratchet. to their feed oh, okay. and I just screenshot it, and this turned into an episode of Doctor Phil yeah, Fix My Life. Yeah. <laughs> You so more a little bit, yeah. They're a little bit more spicy. <laughs> so are we ready to move on to the kudos and then get out of here? We are. Let's go. All right. Time for the kiss and tell kudos. This week's kudos goes out to uh, a Brazilian model who is openly transgender named Valentina Sampaio. Oh, yeah. Um, Victoria's Secret cast her for as the first trans woman for a catalog shoot mm. keep in mind remember that the runway show got canceled this year i wonder why <laughs> um this announcement <laughs> marks the first time victoria's secret has cast a transgender person for a catalog or brand campaign does this mean the lack of diversity and inclusion in advertising industry is finally changing i don't know but in the past victoria's secret cmo ed raz Razek has caught flack for expressing a lack of interest in casting transgender and plus size models. The company recently announced that Mr. Razek was leaving uh, the company in part because of his problematic comments. Bye. Recently, the brand has received criticism for being old fashioned and out of touch. Uh-huh. The Victoria's Secret has lost a significant market share to brands like Fashion Nova and Savage by Fenty. Uh, so yes, mm. I mean all those facts aside, I guess congratulations to Valentina. I'm glad when the girls are collecting a check, especially if the the ignorance is on its way out the door. So yes, me too. Except I will say, uh, of course, we're going to celebrate our sister. But if you look at her, she fits a very specific. I haven't mold. seen her. She's she fits it's the, it's it's that very Victoria's Gigi Hadid very, very mm. thin very thin Kendall tall, Jenner that same tall skinny standard um, and to me it's kind of like okay that w- it's cute that y'all are finally including a trans girl but oh I see her but She's you know that pretty. that movement was also about plus size yeah and. And in between, there's also girls like me who are a boom, bam, pow, mm-hmm. 36, 26, 42, oh. who are not plus size or skinny. And there are girls like me who are shaped like refrigerators. <laughs> and, 
and we all and we all deserve to be celebrated. Christ. Who's shaped so, like a Samsonite? Exactly. So it's <laughs> shut, shut up, sorry. Oh, no, but yeah. se- but seriously, it's yeah. like okay, yes, yeah, yes. She let's cel- like let's, let's celebrate her, but but at the same time, it's about getting away from that stencil, that 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 like that mold of that Listen, that you, one. You know, progress sing- comes slow. That singular idea of what beauty is. You know, progress comes slow. I totally agree with you. Yeah. Um. Shout out to Victoria. And, um, yeah, this was a great episode. Thanks for joining us, Trace. Mm-hmm. I hope you had fun. It was nice I to did. finally get you on the show after I a did. year of badgering you. Um, <laughs> but, listen, you I guys. I had a great time, and I love you so much. So I love you, you as well. Me. I love you. Um, and so, Trace, before we get out of here, tell the people where they can find you on social. Very easy. It's just my name, at Trace Lissette. On all social. You know what I just noticed when you just said that? This is going to sound so corny. We both have one syllable for first name and then two syllable for last name. Oh, well, look at that. It's kind of rare. And Trace isn't short for anything, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. Neither is Shar. No. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my Neither. God. Wait, did you keep Shar? What? What do you mean did I keep like Shar? I, ke- I kept Trace. Oh, Trace has been the... It's been the government. Oh, no, 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 no. Shar is half. Okay. Literally, the, the original is eight. The remix is four letters. So you kind of kept it. Yeah, I had to keep my SH because my mom is an, a- an SH and that's like our connection. I'm Got very, it. very close to my mother. Right. Um, and so I felt like, you know, my sisters start with A. They're yeah. twins and my dad starts with M. So I wanted to keep my SH. My mom's been my biggest cheerleader my entire life. And I just couldn't imagine being Amen. going from Char to Vanessa. That's not my story, you know. Yeah. So, yes. So, yeah. You can find Trace everywhere at T-R-A-C-E. L Y S E T T E. Oh my God! Look what's on TV. What? Oh, you? girls like you. <laughs> the Maroon Five. Uh, the back of my head. Is that oh, Maroon really? Five? Yeah, she's in this video. Yeah. Maroon Five and Cardi B. Oh. She's yeah. one of the girls. Yeah, I already passed. This is your, your second time with Bocalise. They'll show me at the Round end. Round two. At the end again. I love Bocalise Amanza. This was a fun shoot. Um, Adam is so sweet. Did you get to meet everybody? That was. Oh, I, I do like Adam. I, I do like him. I shot with Adam and I met Sarah Silverman. She was there at the same time I was. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's it? That was it. So you <laughs> didn't know who all was in this until it premiered? Oh, I knew because I saw their names on the little uh, yeah, the spread. Oh, yeah. yeah. But. He's it getting old. It's really fun. He's still cute. Okay. He's Before adorable. we get out of here, <laughs> we can find, look at Belkalese. Look at her. Go off, sis. Okay. You can find Jace everywhere at Jace Barron. And Woo-hoo. you can find me everywhere. We all know at Char Says. So be sure to use hashtag KAT Radio. Be sure to rate. Be sure to subscribe. And be sure to tell a friend where they can find us every Friday. Um, until next time, guys. I love us for real. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>